This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Draco Kirova of Cactuar, Mitsuki Swiftpaw of Sargatanis, Tank and Spank of Gilgamesh. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. And by Alamo City Comic Con, October 28th through the 30th at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center in sunny San Antonio, Texas. Alamo City Comic Con celebrates the artists that entertain us through TV, movies, comics, gaming, and cosplay. For more info, including badge prices, celebrity guests, hotel accommodations, and more, visit alamocitycomiccon.com. Shit, totally forgot about him. And Mika. Oh my god. LimitBreakRadio.com. Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Vanna Deals Only. Call in. Po- god damn it. That's not the right. That's not it. <laughs> Damn it. What? My one chance to get this right, and I botch it. Oh, my gosh. You, Scally, can you please turn down the scare? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You guys were almost on Voices of Vanadil. My apologies for that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I am not a Nero Grigori. He is currently down at Alamo City Comic Con, which means that you guys are all stuck with me filling in for the week. My name yeah. is, of course... Escalia Ryumasa. Joining me today, I have my co-host, Juxtaposition. Juxta, how you doing, man? How's it going? Oh, how's it going? It's going great. How are you doing, uh, buddy? Good old buddy. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm nervous, trying not to throw up. Just, you know, another another day in my life. Why are you nervous? We do this every single week. Yeah, but this is different. Now I've got to do, like, all kinds of, like, tech stuff, and i got to, like, do the music. I actually have to do work. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that sucks doesn't i think that's Today's my week off i think that's yeah exactly you have the easy week this week um yeah so here we are i've also got nika kayanian joining me hey hi how you doing today nika <laughs> wow hey hi <laughs> i'm doing all right this is weird this is very weird uh we do not have uh, a nero and more importantly we do not have a nero's equipment i think that's really what we're learning today is that he's very important for the stuff that he brings but Callow's not important right no of course not Kalo is just a special guest and it's not special anymore so he's not here yeah some people are asking why we sound a little bit fuzzy uh that would be because we do not have the usual ultra high-end equipment or lovely soundboard that you guys were all so kind to help us purchase through our patreon account over at patreon.com slash limit break radio so thank you for that and this episode should really go to remind you of why that's so important right wow wow that's a really good plug you're a natural at this <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's what i learned from a nero 
All right, so let's uh, kick it on over to our studio cam by clicking this lovely button. All right, we got a chair showing up. Thank you to the lovely, lovely iCam. Uh, you can join us in studio this week in the Goblet, Fifth Ward, plot number 30. I hope you all hey, will... Hey, you know that. Nero doesn't know that. How does he not know that? It's on the outline. <laughs> he, might, he might know it now, but... I don't think yeah. he does know. I know. I think you're absolutely right. He doesn't know it, uh, even though Kooky says it every four minutes, and it's in the outline. <laughs> anyway, uh, if right, you guys so- are... If you guys are listening to this on the podcast, it's probably Tuesday. Uh, if you guys are intending to listen to this on the podcast, you can, of course, grab it over on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever happens to be your podcast server of choice. What were you going to say, Juxta? Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, so just uh, meet us out in, uh, in the Lavender Beds, like, Third Ward, I think, Plot 29. I think that's... Uh, we're right there. Isn't that where our house was before we had our own free company? Uh, I have no clue. Okay. I just picked a random thing completely. Okay, great. Uh, make sure you head on over to our LBR Reddit. It was created not by us. We do love, of course, like plugging the stuff that we make incessantly. You know, we, we love to just talk about it all the time. However, we did not make this. Our slash limit break radio is, is 100% fan made and fan driven. So please head on over there and contribute to that. Uh, get some conversation going on. We do like to pull from it every now and then. We do like to, uh, you know, post on there every now and then. We'll check it out. So go on over and check that out. Uh, I, understand we have our intern uh papa woody you're with us here too yeah how about that how you doing man how was last week i'm alive that's good to hear you've recovered fully from the con plague yes i am a hundred percent that's good to hear uh of course con plague a very very serious thing and something everyone needs to take seriously and yet no one ever seems to at conventions i i always try to bring a hand sanitizer or something because it's just everyone's hugging people and and being all lovey and stuff like that but people like if you made plans six months in advance and bought your tickets and bought your plane flight and bought your hotel room you're not canceling if you get sick before a convention you're going you know what i mean Oh yeah. Um, no, I would hope you don't do that because I'm pretty sure that's how I got sick after FanFest. It is so how you got please sick. Please do not take explosive diarrhea to FanFest. <laughs> and please do not give it to the host of LBR because you did and I hate you for it. Nika. I don't know. I mean, I, I was up in there with a lot of you guys hugging. Uh, Kyle got it too. It's weird. Like there was only certain people. Like I got it. Kyle got it. Danny got it. And like one of her friends got it. So I know like some people, but not everybody got it. Okay. Yeah, well, if you're laying upper deckers on your toilets and stay home. Jesus. Oh my no, God. no screw that you guys just gotta have better immune systems i kissed hugged licked a whole bunch of people and i was fine yeah people did lick me if it was you oh god like because the thing is too is that some people are immune to things so if it was like ethis or Callow who had that bug and passed it to me i'm never talking to them <laughs> nika's explosive diarrhea confirmed here thank you so much for that it was horrible i had to miss work for two days <laughs> oh my god all right so juxta your your stomach of course is made of iron nothing nothing vexes you you uh you did not have explosive diarrhea no of course not so really what we're trying to say is nico was the one who had explosive diarrhea yes i've already said that Okay, yeah, so just, just so, so everyone's confirmed, uh, we can all picture Nika sitting on the toilet, just <laughs> okay, diarrhea spraying you don't have to go that all over far. the place. No. Like, no, Daniels, block your mind. And, uh, you don't need to go that far. 
She all actually right. wasn't even on the toilet. She was in the bathtub just because it was going all over the place. Just try try to keep it contained, but it's just not. It's going over the shower curtain. It's just, just a bad time. <laughs> oh my the God. toilet, both feet in the air, you know, thrusting that one out. Oh, God. Alrighty. <laughs> so, we want to send a huge thank you to Alamo City Comic Con, where they are our sponsors, and that event is going on this weekend. Our, so, buy your tickets and head on out. Yeah, oh. buy your tickets, and you can be there for the last day of the event. If you happen to be there right now, and for whatever reason you're listening to us hi Nero. the show's going fine go have fun anyway <laughs> the crowd's already chanting for help never mind maybe you do need to come back and help us we do have one major piece of news that we need to talk about before we get into the ff14 news and that is an event that is coming up saturday november 5th and that event is of course extra life which is a great charity event that limit break radio always tries to at least be a part of we have done bigger things in the past uh, i know we did a great stream last year uh Nika, would you be willing to tell us a little bit about Extra Life? Sure. And we've done this for multiple years in a row. I know back in 2000, was it 2009 when we had that yep. awesome event out in uh, Detroit, wherever that was. Um, but, you know, Extra Life is a gaming marathon, which apparently now they don't stress that it has to be 24 hours. But plenty of people still do the 24-hour gaming marathon. And you get people to sponsor you. It's to your children's hospital of choice. The money goes towards that. And uh, you play for 24 hours and all the money goes to help research for children's cancer and all that awesome things that we love to help children because children are awesome. Sure they are. We like helping them. I'm not going to... I won't go that far. Yeah, I won't okay. Uh, okay. Can't take back. No. Anyway, Kooky has posted the link into the uh, Twitch chat there, extralife.org slash team slash Limit Break Radio. Click that. Click that sign up button. It is next weekend. I will be streaming all 24 hours here on Limit Break Radio, I believe. Um, are the two of you going to be streaming at all? I believe I'm going to be doing some streaming, yes. Uh, highly doubtful because I'll probably end up having to work that whole weekend. Oh, no. But you, can be, you. Sure, you can be sure that I am gaming in my heart. <laughs> I'm okay, gaming. That's what matters, I suppose. That's going to help the children. Game in your heart and get those donations. Yeah, that'll oh, it's help. Def- it's definitely not for the children. I hate children, and <laughs> it's going to be for it. myself. Get out of here. You're, you're, you don't exactly understand how charity works, do you, Juxta? Does it go to me? No, that's the point. Then no, I don't understand. I don't understand it at all. Okay, we're just making sure. Uh, speaking of charity, we do. I guess we have two charity events coming up. Then I guess I'm pretty much set to announce my next charity stream is going to be taking place in December. It's going to be December the 9th, starting at 5 p.m. Once again, we will be having all proceeds going to Go Affirmations, which is a wonderful charitable uh, cause right here in Ferndale, Michigan. Uh, they provide all kinds of resources for people of uh, who are LGBT, not just transgender but people who are uh, gay lesbian bisexual you name it uh they provide all kinds of great resources counseling uh therapy whatever you need you can pretty much go there and they can at least point you in the right direction they're a wonderful cause they do all kinds of great work across michigan Uh, so this charity stream will be benefiting them and it is titled seeds of acceptance to earthbound we are, oh. yep. I didn't want to do FF8 two years in a row for it, uh, so we will be playing... Is FF10 too long for you? No, FF10 already has voice acting in it, though. Uh, well, that's true, but I can't imagine playing that game without stopping. That's a lot of playing. I don't know. I mean, FF9 was 36 hours. Isn't 10 longer than that? I don't know, maybe. But yeah. I'm sure it is. For this uh, charity stream, we are going to be playing Earthbound, which is, of course, a wonderful classic on the NES or Super NES, right? 
Earthbound? Uh, no. uh, that's, yeah, Super Nintendo. Yeah, Super Nintendo. I thought so. Uh, it is a, a wonderful classic. It's actually one I've never played. So It's a really great game. I'm really excited to play uh, play this game. I'm told it's great. I'm told that the, the humor is pretty much right up my alley, and it's got a lot of great feels moments. There's a wonderful community behind Earthbound. So I hope all of you will be there on December the 9th uh, as we raise some money for charity and play just a wonderful game. Uh, okay, now I have a question yes. about uh, the charity you're, you're going for. Sure. Uh, go Affirmations. I have to... I have to ask, is that, does that involve children? It does. Well, if they're LGBT, I guess it would, but it's just LGBT individuals. Then, then I cannot support it. I'm sorry. Because what it might help. Because it might help children. <laughs> you know, you were yeah. a child once too. But I have outgrown that. I have evolved beyond <laughs> children. So Are you never I, going to have children? I have Kahlo, which is based on fair enough I, that is, I can see why you hate children that is the greatest <laughs> justification I've ever heard it was a juxtification in fact <laughs> oh, oh good one Nika oh, oh oh no he's giving credit to Nika now oh my god that's a first man you recognize my, my uh, humor I know this is a first for everything so I'm impressed oh I'm gonna be sick all right anyways let's move on to some ff14 news if it'll play <laughs> i was gonna say this is a limit breaking news update all right there we go it took second time to charm first of all as some of you may have noticed, in fact, as most of you probably noticed, the North American data centers became very, very not accessible to many players this week. Uh, for Wait, a period of about 36 hours, most people were booted out of the game and unable to log in if you were on either the Aether or Primal data center, I believe it was. Both the North American data centers went down. Oh, so that wasn't that didn't affect me then, right? I, I, I hate that it didn't affect what? you because it should have affected you. It, what it seemed to do is it would just kick you out totally randomly, just completely just kick your character out, not even like a, a red dot. You're just gone. Mm -hmm. And you would log back in. There would be a queue like of however many people. And as soon as the queue would go through, it would go to the loading screen and then just kick you out again. Yeah. Over and over, endless cycle. Oh. However, it did seem that a VPN would fix the routing issue because it, oh. it seemed to have been a routing issue. Oh, so, that's well, interesting. See, so, so yeah, so it wasn't like, you know, where most of the time where we have level three issues where people are just like rubber banding and like boinging back and forth. It was literally just a routing issue. And they, if you had a VPN, you were fine. If you didn't, you were screwed. Now, this is kind of the second time we've had a major issue where it actually wasn't on Square Enix's side. This was a problem with the ISPs instead. And it's kind of like, what are you supposed to do? I hate the idea of paying for a service, a VPN service like uh, WTFast or whatever it happens. I hate the idea of having to pay for a service to play a game that I pay for on an internet service that I pay for. Mudfish for the win. What's that? Yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, there's a VPN called Mudfish where, like, you only pay for like the you pay for a specific you yeah, but it's a specific game. You like the 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 VPN itself. You type in like which game you're using it for, and it only runs for that game specifically. So I put in like three bucks when I first downloaded Mudfish and I'm only down to like $2 and 
70 cents and I've been using it yeah, for months. Oh, wow. So, and it only just pays cheap. per the, the actual specifics games bandwidth. It doesn't go through your entire internet. So. Interesting. Yeah, so this happened on... I'm not sponsored by Mudfish. I just like them, so I'm just letting you know. Okay. That is a viable, <laughs> that is a viable alternative. We'll, we'll assume the check's in the mail, Nika. <laughs> so uh, this happened late Wednesday night, and uh, the problem persisted through Thursday. Uh, Juxta, you use WTFast, so you weren't affected by it, and apparently anyone who used a VPN wasn't affected by it. I was gone for two days because I refused to pay for that, but I, I guess like 30 cents, I guess that's not so bad. Yeah. All right. You should definitely look into Mudfish. Yeah, maybe I'll break down and do it. All right, so also of import, uh, this week we have the announcement of the winners from the Final Fantasy XIV art contest. Uh, now, we, of course, were all at... Uh, FanFest, and we got to see these uh, pieces live, and they were very, very good, and I want to go... <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we, we definitely saw those pictures yeah. while we were there. I remember those. I know, I looked at them, but I, I'm so mad I didn't have enough time to go and actually vote. I feel bad. I wanted to. You didn't vote? I didn't. Nika, exercise your right to vote. It's important. I know. I'm being told that constantly. I wanted to. Uh, I don't like any of the choices I was presented with, but I'm going to write in my ballot. Yeah. <laughs> Are you voting for Bernie Sanders? No, I'm voting for Ethis Asher. I'm sure he's doing something. Oh, man. I'd love to see Ethis win. I'm into that. All right. So let's uh, let's bring up uh, some of our winners here. Boom. Look at that. Uh, so this was the winner of the Life in Eorzea piece. It's titled End of Summer, and the character name is... Anyone want to take a guess at that? Shui Shui? I can't see it. It's not. Uh, it's actually pronounced Chuete Chuete. It's French. Uh, oh, French. is that how they pronounce it in France land? Yes. Okay, just making yes, sure. Yes, it is. I guess I can All that link. Paris talk. <laughs> we were just there. Yep, it was. I uh, visited Paris. So I think it's a really good picture. I mean, Juxta, you should love this picture. It's it's minions. It's clearly Chuet Chuet. Chuet Chuet. I'm going with that. Uh, we've got the fat cat minion uh, with the with the cruel kitten riding it and the black kitten uh, just kind of hanging out over there. I think it's a really good picture. The title life in earth. Why is it summer though? It's the end of summer. It's the end of summer. See how it's like turning into fall and the sunset and the flowers. I don't see that at all. I just see three cats. It should be like beginning of cat. Because... <laughs> I like Beginning of Cat more, actually. If they retitle it, that's the winner for me. Uh, but that was <laughs> yeah, the winner okay. of the Life in Eorzea 1. If we move down to the theme of the Epic Showdown. Ooh, I like this, this one. This is such a good piece. It's titled Answers by Robin Vogel, also of the Cactuar server. Apparently, there's a lot of creativity going on the Cactuar server. Uh, so you can see uh, we got everyone facing down against Bahamut. Nika, this probably rings true for you especially, I would think. It does. This is a nice one, although it's bringing back a lot of memories. Some I don't care to remember. Except there's a scholar in there. There was no scholar 1.0. <laughs> oh, well, it could have been... I don't in see two point. I was I was thinking this is binding coil where they're get where yeah. they're where they're finally getting their answers. This is the showdown for their answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the uh, uh, turn thirteen. Oh. oh, the scholar is right in the center. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see the book. I was like, "What is she holding?" Why is the it- book is blocking Bahamut's junk? Yeah, censored. <laughs> uh, someone in the chat said, wondering if if Nero will see this episode as canon. <laughs> Somehow, I don't <laughs> think so. This will be well, the- this is totally girl. canon. LBR. It's going to be the lost about. episode. 
All right, as we move on down to the physically crafted items, this was one of my favorite pieces of the whole thing. It's titled Lady of the Vortex, and it is such a cool representation of Garuda. What is it crafted out of? I wish there was some more deep, like, description. It's all metal. It's, like, those wings. It's metal? Yeah, it's all metal. Oh. Yeah. What about the rock? Well, probably. the, The rock's probably not metal, to be fair. What's the rock made out of? I'm going to go ahead and guess rock. Oh, yeah, I guess that would make sense. Yeah, probably. So this is the Lady of the Vortex uh, from character uh, Nozomi K of the Sargatana server. Oh, we should all send that person very own. Right now. Yeah, send tell to Nozomi K. Yeah, if Nozo- Nozomi... Congratulations you- on your physically crafted item grand prize win. I wonder if... Everyone on Sargatanas do that immediately right now. Are they online? I don't know. We're going to find out. All right. Uh, we have a t- okay. There were so many runners up. I feel like Se. Just you could just yeah. We're just gonna kind of move through these quickly. Uh, they are online. Do it immediately. Yeah, they're online. Go check them out. Like we'll stop if we see a decent one. I like this one of the person with Hildebrand. Uh, or is there one with boobs? Is there one with boobs? They are AFK, so they're gonna come back to a bunch of messages. Yes. I like this one uh, in the carbuncle chair. I think this is my favorite of the runners up. It's, <laughs> it's kind of goofy, and I just love it. The one with Alpha now? Yeah. It might be Ali yeah, say pre rework. We don't know. Uh, excuse me. There it's is clearly a ribbon and it is blue. So that means he's a boy. Mm, clearly. Well, we all oh, know. Yeah, how... there, he does have the blue ribbon. That is Alphano. Well, we all know how Japan feels about strict gender roles. We'll, fi- we'll talk about that on Final Encountercast today. Okay. Goody. Ooh, how exciting. Yeah. Bunny right. outfit. Bunny oh, outfit. Look at that first one, the Epic Showdown one. That looks nice. The Epic Showdown the, one? The run. I was out. Keep going. Oh, okay. Uh, oh yeah, the epic showdown. Oh, w- with the free company. A lot epic. of these are very really good. cool. Wow, this must have been a really tough choice. Yeah, I feel like yeah. having to having to choose this would have been just brutal. It's kind of like when they had uh, Yoshi doing the cosplay contest, and they were having to pick from there. That must have been brutal. Well, I I have some beef with the cosplay contest from this year. Oh yeah. Oh. In it. oh. <laughs> well, I mean, what it seemed like is last year or two years ago, if you guys remember, they actually hired. Uh, popular cosplayers to do the judging this year it was just staff members and it was very obvious that the staff members were not cosplayers um because Uh. there were ones that were more that were better crafted that didn't make it on the stage because they clearly wanted a variety of costumes for a better stage show so there was like you know there was like multiple shivas but only one of them made it on the stage even though the uh, the other shivas might have been better than like one of the other ones that was on the stage you know like they didn't pick them because they wanted a better variety of costume yeah they didn't want and also the winners like i had a few friends up there and i'm not going to go into detail but there was clearly some things that i think were like better crafted than other things and like the, clearly the the staff just looked at like what looks cool and not necessarily the like, dragoon definitely should have won i think that was fantastic but just looking at like the costumes that were up there and then the costumes of the people who entered i just feel like they didn't necessarily know about the craftsmanship specifically and when i heard people talk about like how they were supposed to bring references and talk about their process they were kind of just like hurried along and they didn't really listen to them yeah it definitely seemed like while they were up there like actually having questions asked of them it always seemed to be kind of like more like what inspired you what made you want to do this not so much what went into making the costume right and like when they there was pre-judging which was like if you ever saw that line of cosplayers that was in the back by the mini games there was that was the pre-judging where they were supposed to bring like their entire like what some of my friends brought like entire binders full of progress pictures and descriptions and all of this and they were kind of just like okay yeah that's nice and like brush that aside when they were told to go into 
as much detail as possible with their process and then they weren't even looked at whereas if the judges were cosplayers you know they would have cared a little bit more so i just feel like that it was an interesting choice to switch from hiring cosplayers to using staff members i don't know just okay well you know there's a lot of cosplayers that signed up for this and square enix has a finite amount of time and as a person who doesn't cosplay the only thing that matters to me is how good it looks so i mean if if you spend like 800 hours creating something that doesn't look good as something who spends a guy one hour then i mean who's really ahead in that situation it's still gonna look good if you spend 800 hours on it just saying well I I see Square Enix's point of not wanting to have like 10 Shivas and 10 Dragoons on the stage. I get that. But if they're just literally picking out, okay, this is the best looking Shiva. This is the best looking of each of them. Maybe like you could have at least two or three. Like if someone's really good, if you have two Shivas and they're both really good, they should both be up there. Nika, are you mad that you weren't picked to go up there? I didn't sign up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I yeah, mean, I, uh-huh. I just have some friends that have talked about the process and I just feel like as a cosplayer and as someone who knows craftsmanship, it's just kind of, it's just kind of a weird choice that they would go from the first year hiring cosplayers that know that, you know, that know the craftsmanship to just going to staff. I mean, maybe it wasn't in their budget this year, but I feel like they would have had a smaller budget their first year and yet still managed to hire people. So I was just, it's just a little, a little interesting. That, that is kind of strange. I don't know why that, what caused them to make the change, I think is what's strange to me. Well, I think when I watched the live stream last time it was on, they, uh, that it was Lisa Luhu, wasn't it? It was Lisa Luhu and yeah. it was, um, there uh, was Garuda. She, she was, Garuda, she was the right? Garuda. And then, yeah. um, actually my friend who's KO cosplay and she's now a Kitsune kid. She, um, it was funny because they hired her from my side of the, my side of town and, um, she was the dressed up as a monk. And oh, then yeah, there, yeah. um, there was one other, gosh, I can't even remember now. Gah, I feel so bad. There was one other, I want to say, oh, Destiny Nicholson. Okay. Yeah, she was there too. I can't remember what she was dressed up as. Yeah, I don't know what would cause them to make the switch over, but I guess that's the way they felt about it. It'll be interesting to see what they do next time, like with having had feedback on both, what they'll choose. I don't know. Anyway, getting it's through the 3.0 misstep. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, oh yeah, that's right. The budget was all okay. shifted to FF15. They couldn't afford to hire anybody. <laughs> okay. All right, it's all coming together now. We're getting there now that they I can. Think- now they you can know what I think re- would have been cool is if, like, they since they had the first fan fest, they hired outside cosplayers, and then they had a winner. They should have had the winners of last year's contest judge this year's contest, and then the winners of this year can judge next time. Well, but what if they didn't all come to this year? Well, F- Square Enix would pay for them to come. And oh judge. my gosh! Okay, <laughs> no, <laughs> they don't even have the budget to hire real cosplay that's what, judges. No, that's what they did then. last year, though. No. They hired three cosplay judges and paid their way out there, and paid them money on top of that. Well, okay. Well, clearly that was wasted money because cosplay <laughs> contests not bring in the the dough. So thank you, Square okay. Enix, for having wonderfully good hindsight this time. Clearly, we just needed to have our own cosplay contest at the after party, and we'll do that next time. We're gonna have a oh sweet. Oh my god, we should. Yes, we we're should. gonna have a sweet yeah. cosplay contest. It's gonna be better than everyone else. It's gonna be blackjack and hookers. It's gonna be awesome. All right, let's go finish up uh, getting through these uh, these pieces of art here. We're almost at the end of them. Uh, but just as we scroll down and see a couple more of them, I love the Ravana one, Soul of War. The Sephiroth one looks sweet. And the, yeah, the Sephiroth one, When the Bow Breaks. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the title, When the Bow Breaks. It's like, that's just the name of the quest. Not very creative, but whatever. Nevertheless, the picture is amazing. Um, this one... Uh, I wanted these. I was like, do I can I can I just buy these? The uh the I know, Mandragora I plushies. Buy some of these too. 
Did, <laughs> did anyone else get like freak out over the Mandragora plushies? Because we have them in our studio. I think they're drowning currently. But yeah, they're in the fish tank. Why are they in the fish tank? Why are they not in the fish tank? Because we have a fish tank. Well, fair enough. Touche. <laughs> yeah. I guess I can't. I can't argue Look at with the that. Mogglemog. Oh, I didn't actually see the Mogglemog. That's super cool. All the little Moogles underneath. And the title's First Flight. That's great. That's from uh, Alita Ito of the Excalibur server. That one's very, very cool. And I love that someone put in a uh, uh, a sprite art. Uh, title yeah. Origins. So that's what Looks that like was. That was the work yeah. from uh, the Final Fantasy fourteen art contest. Thank you all so much to everyone who submitted a piece. You're, I mean, such good work all across basically every server. Um, of course, we don't see the bad stuff, but is there any, <laughs> is there really bad stuff? L fourteen fan art is good because feels. Because feels, it's like all Limit Break Radio fan art. It's all good. Yes, because uh, it's about us. Any fan art of us is good fan art. So please submit, and uh, you will not win any prize, but you will win our love. Okay, exactly. you heard it here, uh, everyone. If you, uh, everyone who wants to make their erotic fan art of Nika doing untold things <laughs> that's to Skuro, what I said. What? Uh, that's that is one hundred percent true. Uh, okay, it's I can mute Jaxa, right? I am a mod in this Discord server. Uh, I think he's a mod too. Can you mute yeah, other mods? Can I say we're muted mods? I don't know. Let's try. I, Yes, Done. you can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. All right, so we've got uh, we've got both these. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I have my powers too. <laughs> I can shut this whole thing down. I made this Discord. <laughs> we've uh, we've got uh, incoming Nika and Skuro fan art, and we've oh got God, incoming stop, Nika stop, toilet explosive stop, diarrhea fan art. <laughs> <laughs> and that's no. good because Nika said so. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, singing Scion, of course, uh, is pointing out that she did do some FF, uh, some LBR rather fan art, uh, drawing both me and callow and doing some just amazing pictures if i had them on this pc i'd bring them up right now but uh check them out on our uh on twitter at limit break radio uh she did just some amazing work and is not helping to further the callow escalia fan pairing that has been pervasive over the last Ugh. week that, that's just gross Wait, why is that a thing you took the words right out of my mouth why is that a thing <laughs> Because they always want, like, the popular guy to hook up with the unpopular guy who no one likes, so I guess they ship Kahlo with Escalia because... You shouldn't say that about Kahlo, that's mean. (laughs) It's called Escalio? Oh, God, it's the worst cereal I've ever heard of. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, so this uh, Tuesday actually is a big day for two reasons. First of all, patch 3.45 is dropping, and... Oh, really? Yeah, right. Apparently, I know. Siren's like, oh, it's November 1st, right? I'm like, wait, really? Yeah, exactly. What are we we getting? What do you mean we're getting? We're getting Palace of the Dead. Oh, are we? We're getting Relic, too, right? Yes, we're getting uh, Relic and Palace of the Dead, of course. I finally got mine. I'm so excited. Why? I'm still so far away. I'm not even halfway. Ugh. How am I going to get it? I finally got my last Umbrite the other day, and now it doesn't even matter because I have a Sophia weapon. (laughs) <laughs> why well, would I don't you get mad in the first place it doesn't it matter it was, until the sophia weapons it was the best nika are you no. are you a bad player i'm an okay player because yoshi says those are in there for bad players <laughs> that's a direct <laughs> quote that's why i didn't get mine until last week that's why i didn't get mine at all yep so now you're only a bad player for a few days but you're still a bad player 
Okay. That's a, that, uh, hey, that's I'm what Yoshi says. Don't don't look at me. That's what he says. I don't think you are qualified to talk about Final Fantasy fourteen if you don't experience every bit of content that is in it, which includes <laughs> Relic and Lords of Vermilion. I don't. Has Yoshi experienced every content in the game? I'll bet you there's stuff in the game he doesn't do. Yeah, well, he doesn't talk about the game in the same capacity, so oh, it's fine. Oh, yeah, he only did a, a an hour long keynote address on it about the next expansion. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. It's I suppose. Different. So, Palace, yeah, we all the, seen how bad he was at PvP. The, you know what? <laughs> That's a fair point because he got rocked. <laughs> to be fair, he went with Black Mage, which was I, know, I think he was the only one that whole day. Yeah. To go yeah. black, man. Yeah, not the uh, not exactly the winner of the PvP world right now. So anyway, we got Palace of the Dead coming up. Uh, we're at floors fifty-one to two hundred. This is where we're being told that starting oh, yeah. starting on floor one hundred and one, shit gets real. Are you? That's what he said. I mean, there was that picture at FanFest that was like the creepy-looking tunnel with fog, and he goes, "This is where hell begins." The pictures that they were releasing screamed Promivian at me so loudly. Huh? Did, did really? No one else got Promivian out of that? No, no. Promivian's black, and this was white. Yeah, pr- <laughs> Promivian felt really lazy <laughs> because all, all they did was put a few like rock pillars on the ground, and they just blocked out the rest of the textures in the background, and just made it black. I, I always thought it was very lazy development design. Maybe, but I just like the way everything <laughs> is like grayscaled out, and maybe maybe it's better to be described as Esha. I don't know. It it just I guess it's, everything's maybe. just grayscaled out and seems kind of destroyed and archaic. It it felt Promivian esque to me. I don't know. Eh, all right. What about the weapons that we're getting this time around? Do they not look? Those look sweet. Yeah, they look. Yeah, infinitely better. Yeah, they're not just like glowing. Again, cheap texture design. Not just. But blue. these remind me a lot more of the Ravana weapons because the Ravana ones glow red. But these are like. Alligators these actually look good. Yeah. Yeah, they they do. They. The design is nice, and the fact that it's like the entire weapon glows red and not just like part of it is really cool. And the bard one actually looks good because most of the bard weapons, the bows just look. The arrows glow terrible. too. Look at that. The arrows are. Oh, they good. do. Yeah, that's very cool. On his back. What do you guys think about this ranking system? Because like I. We, we talk a lot about properly incentivizing stuff. Uh, gear, obviously, is, is the number one. But a ranking system for an event that people actually like, unlike, say, Verminion, might work. No, I definitely think it will because you're going to race to be like, because I mean, there are probably some classes that I don't know if you could solo the entire thing on that class, but just see like how far you can get and try to be the warrior who's gone the farthest or something is, is cool. So, I mean, I think that people are really looking forward to this. I, I agree. I like, I know Yoshi said that most people will not be able to clear to floor 200, which says to me, there will be your people who like, go hardcore at it trying to clear and then there's going to be just i think a lot of groups that are just hey how far have you gotten in palace of the dead like what's your what's your highest floor clear yeah i don't know i feel like the people who are going to be that are going to want to go get to floor 200 i think everyone of those people are going to be able to clear up to 200 so you think it'll just be the people who are just maybe testing it out for the aether gear won't make it 
Yeah, I think the people who like don't actually do like EX primals and stuff like that, the casuals won't be able to get there. But everyone who tries, they'll get there. And that's always the hardest thing to gauge from a near or from a Nero from SE. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a Nero, Lord and Savior of Palace of the Dead. That's always the hardest thing to gauge from them is when they say something is going to be difficult. We that could mean literally anything. Because, like, we've seen things like Gordius, we've seen Savage Binding Coil, we've seen, and all the way up to where we're at now with Alexandrian, uh, or uh, Creator. What does difficult mean from them anymore? Hmm. What does it mean? Well, I mean, that's a good question. I think they definitely know that Gordius, and uh, definitely, yeah, Gordius was, was difficult. And but there was a lot of artificial difficulty with DPS check. There was a lot of server difficulty because of the server ping and not being able to pass things on time. So I don't know if they considered that difficulty or if they actually like if they're going to say, oh, there's a really high DPS check on this boss. It's difficult. Sure. Or, you know, I mean, but the fact that they say that like a very small percent is going to reach 200. I, I don't know. I have faith. OK, I, I, I kind of agree with you. I based on they don't hesitate to flat out say people won't be able to do this. I don't think I've ever heard them say, like, I think maybe they said that was Savage Coil, where they said a good portion of people won't be able to do this. I don't think they've ever said that about something else that I can remember. So I'm with you. I think I kind of take them at their word at that, that this is going to be very, very hard. So with Creator now being down, obviously the World Firsters have already gone through there. Do you think people, those world first groups, will try to go Palace of the Dead Floor 200? Oh, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah? Especially because they're they're advertising this as being so difficult, most players will not get there. I think that the world firsters, there are going to be people that want to be, like, the first person to clear Floor 200, for sure. Okay. Interesting. Do you think that these red weapons will only come from 200, or, or will that be a Floor 100 re- reward? My guess is 100. <laughs> If I yeah, because they made it sound like 100 to 200 is legit just for the challenge. So I think that 50 <sighs> to 100 is going to be where these come from. Yeah, they gotta yeah. give us something for clearing 200. I think you're gonna get. I hope. Like I hope we get a title. Yeah. Oh at least, my god. At least because you can wear that around and that, that. But see, that's I think is helps with the gear lust because first of all, there's not a lot of gear lust. There's glamour where you can always change what your shit looks like. So having a title that you can put on. I remember for the longest time when I had the T13 title, I think it was. I had a lot of people being like, "Oh my gosh, you've cleared it already." Yeah. They were like, and it was like a, a thing to wear that title around as like bragging rights. So I hope we at least get that. Yeah, I could see yeah. that with like uh, if you got like say, like Lord of the Dead or something something like that and you walk around and like whoa that person's cleared floor 200 that's something yeah okay but people don't chase titles that's the problem is that they just don't care enough for it i suppose i i still want to a savage title like so yeah good. exactly you still want it but how easy is it that you can go get it right now but you just haven't yeah because there's nobody else who wants to do it with me well and now because the title doesn't mean anything anymore when t13 first launched like nico was saying having that title was kind of something but it makes it sound like though if this is that hard and in the sense it's going to clearly be level synced to 60 i would assume that even once our level cap increases to 70 when we go back into floors 100 or 200 it would still be level 60 synced right so i assume that this is always going to be difficult yeah well, I don't know if it will be 60 sync. I just would think we'll get more floors with the no, expansion. I think, no, I'm willing to bet, and I've been saying this since the beginning, because this is called Deep Dungeon, 
then semi-title Palace of the Dead, that in the next expansion we'll get Deep Dungeon, Tower of the blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, it'll be a whole different dungeon. Deep Dungeon, Castle in the Sky. Right, right. And then it'll be Floor 1 again, and it will start at, you know, it'll go up mm. to level 70. Yeah. I think uh, Kinky Cavi is right. They're going to give an Etta minion. What's, what's <laughs> his name? That... Kinky Kevy. Oh my. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Edda Minion would be nice. Or Edda, Edda outfit. Yeah, her outfit would be cool. Yeah. And Edda. Yeah. Isn't her outfit just like the that long. Oh no, it's in, the dress, right? In the original Temtar Hard, she just had like a low level outfit on. But in yeah. the Palace of the Dead, she has an updated outfit. That's right. Okay. So, also, of course, animal weapons are coming this time around. Uh, really, no announcement yet on what that's going to involve this time. But. You know, it'll be the we'll, same we'll, same we'll, as usual. I would assume. We'll get yeah, a data. Can I read the paragraph? I'll read the paragraph. Can I read the paragraph? We do that sometimes, right? I'm gonna read the paragraph. All right, all right. After many tests and trials, the anima would appear to be at the pinnacle of perfection. To that end, <laughs> shut up. To that end, Ardashir is making preparations to return to the Near East that he might present his findings. Geralt, on the other hand, believes there is. <laughs> Good reading. <laughs> Did uh, you move me out of the channel? <laughs> what? What's wrong, Nika? Oh, I thought that was this a really cut great, out. Great reading, Nika. I applaud. <laughs> Why doesn't it make it a beep when perfect. you move me out of the channel? That's bullshit. I got so worried. I thought we had disconnected. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> what the? You suck. <laughs> I can't tell because I don't have the thing open. Geralt, on the other hand, believes there is yet work to be That's done. That's why you kicked me out back there? <laughs> yeah. Could our resident Could drunkard, our resident and, drunkard Realm... and realm re renowned blacksmith hold the key to the anima's advancement? God damn it, I read that so much better than you. Did. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> break radio, a realm renowned. All realm right. Renowned. A radio ruined a re by these two assholes. Uh, really? What? Ruined or made better? uh probably ruined. ruined i don't know like what is like this episode normally we talk a lot about this cast being extremely balanced uh you know we, <laughs> we have a nero and callow the three derpiest ones on this? yeah exactly there's a nero and callow <laughs> who make very succinct sensible douchey points okay, douchey douche. yes sensible though i don't know about that sometimes okay. sen occasionally sensible points and then there's the three of us we've got we've got the troll master and then me and nika who are the care bears and it all just kind of balances out. And then Pablo just started to laugh at all of us. Yeah. And, <laughs> He's uh, just back there giggling. And, and today it's 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 the Nicalia position show, and that I don't I don't see how we're possibly gonna make it to four o'clock. There's just no way. We're still uh, on the news. How long do we usually yeah. spend on F fourteen news? Like not this long. Fair enough. Let's crank through this. Uh the Wait, last you forgot about the feast. All right, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Mount up for the feast season three. This is going to be the end of season two of the feast. Uh, Tuesday, November 1st, of course, with the release of pa uh, patch 3.45. Season three will be releasing. Uh, so we have an image that hints at the season three reward. And it's, uh, it's a guy riding a, a behemoth looking as thing. It's a dragon. No, it looks like a, it looks like a hyena. It's a really big one. Well, we have what? three hosts and three different ideas of what it is. What hyena has horns on it? Okay, is that horns? I thought that was hair or ears. I'm gonna try to get this. Yeah. Okay, with the spikes on the back, it reminds me of like the hyenas from Lion King, just bigger. <laughs> but the tail looks like a dragon scale. Maybe it's a chimera. I'm naming mine, chimera, guys. I'm naming Don, mine it's Ed. A chimera. It's okay. <laughs> 
That that chimera is clearly emancipated. No, it's a similar chimera. Someone in the chat, Taser Smurf says, "Hellhound." Could be a hellhound. Yeah, see, yeah, hyena is much closer than dragon to hell. We've already got a hellhound mount. Yeah, you're. I was thinking. Look like that. I mean, we have that little tiny like wolf thing, that blue guy. Yeah, everyone pretty much agrees hellhound. I thought behemoth, but now that I look at like that long snout, I guess not. The only like the tail looks like a dragon tail, but the rest looks like a hyena. All right, I'll go with I'll I'll believe hellhound. I'll I'll buy that. Uh, so jackal. That's makes yes. That's what I'm looking for. The word not hyena. Jackal. That's what I was looking for. Thank you, Trojan. I can, I can accept hi or jackal, but that's the word I was looking for. But hyena yeah. is what I, came into my head. So that's because you're a you're a preschool teacher, kindergarten. But thanks. Same thing. Not it, it's not the same thing. And not smart. So I don't care about. Actually, them. they are quite smart. They are probably smarter than you in some ways. Uh, I highly doubt that. <laughs> well, you know, there's nothing that's more synonymous with juxtaposition than intelligence. So. Exactly. Can can a preschooler spell Mississippi? I can. M I S S I S S I P P I. Boom. Good job. And under Yay. a second. <laughs> you know. Oh man, don't mess with Juxta. You know. I know. I have, stupid, genius. Stupid children. I have found a new respect for a Nero. <laughs> he puts up with this every week. Every week. Daddy is my oh, hero. We all put up with this too. Oh gosh, we can talk about him, and he can't talk back. That's true. You can say whatever you want. Maybe we should have a little therapy session here. Get it all out. Say whatever you want to a Nero. Is this a real show, guys? This is, yeah, this is a real show. <laughs> We're getting paid for this. Suck. <laughs> so, uh, th- at the end of this week, or uh, tomorrow actually is Halloween, we will be ending the Halloween event. And we talked about it a little bit last week. But the Halloween event this time around is really good. Is anyone? Yeah, I mean, surprisingly. I, yeah, and I don't mean just really good. Even for it's like, oh yeah, for a holiday event that was pretty good. No, it's just pretty good overall. Unless your name it's is Surin, who hates everything. <laughs> I don't know anyone whose name is Surin, so I guess that's fire. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. So that that works out. Um, so what I want to talk to you guys about is what is a seasonal event done right versus one done wrong. Like we've we've done plenty of holiday events that have just been awful. Why why is this event good in your like if you had to like sum it up, why is this event good for you? Okay, I think this event is good because the actual content is interesting, unlike previous events where it's just grinding out some fates or whatever. This one is good because we actually go to a place and we actually have to complete objectives, which are actually randomized. So each time you do it, it's going to be like different or just engaging. Yeah. Yeah, There was actually objectives that were new. They had to come up, like they had to come up with it on their own. You went, they reskinned an old environment that they clearly like Hawk Manor for lots of things. You can tell. Um, but there was the, the music inside of it, the, the, just the gameplay was different, like getting turned into a pumpkin. That was hilarious. Um, and the whole, the whole sanity thing, um, was the throwback to old amnesia in games. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely had that, that old FF feel as well as like a little bit of nice while, which is what we all wanted Palace of the Dead to feel like. That, yeah. And that's like the first time I heard it described, I hadn't done it yet. And I think juxta, it was you in the host chat. You're like, this is a tech demo for nice while. 
Was yeah. It? yeah. I mean, it could be. Like, I mean, this was, you know, there's no combat, obviously. You could run in as a level one culinarian and it wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. But it, still, the objectives were fun. They were different every time. I think I went in, I did it three different times to get all the, the permanent rewards. And I think I maybe saw one objective repeated. Oh, wow. Out of yeah. the three times I went in. Okay. They were all different. Which was really cool that they actually spent the time to come up with that many, like nine or ten different objectives. Right. I've only done it twice so far, and yeah, I mean, I haven't seen any uh, objectives repeat, but that's really neat that even on a third playthrough it still hasn't. So, what do you guys think is the appropriate reward from a holiday event? Do you think that it's... Is, is it okay to have a reward that has a persistent use outside of that holiday event? Or do you think like it should be just aesthetic purposes? Aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, well, yeah, because holiday events come around once ever. And so if somebody like started the game on Wednesday, they'd have no chance of getting them. So if it was like a good item you could use outside of just fun is that really fair? Well, let me take well, you... I mean, because then if they took that and put it in the cash shop like they do with some, then it becomes... Exactly. Play to, that'd be that, but then it becomes play to win, or pay to win, and we don't we don't want that. No? No, because you, you could play to win, but if you weren't playing at the time, then, you know, well, that's on you, buddy. Okay. Um, I, I, don't I don't know. know. Like, do you I, think, I, think, I think Glamour, I think Mounts, which is a little bit bummer that FanFest, they said that the broom was last year's event, and this year we'd get the chair, and we're not actually getting the chair until, like, next patch. What the hell? Yeah, not a, kind of a missed opportunity, not getting that ready for Halloween. Uh, yeah. Do you guys remember the uh, the swimsuits that you could get in 11 for one of the summer events that would teleport you to the one island, to uh, the island, Perganorgo Isle? Yeah. Yeah, like, that didn't, that like, that was never a big deal. You know, that's true. I didn't think of something like that. Like, not something that's maybe game-breaking, but it's just that'll save you a little bit of time. Like, a direct, free teleport to one specific place. Right. I, like, you know, I bet we... Well, like, why don't we have a bathing suit that teleports us to Costa del Sol by now? How many times do we go there for in-game events? That would be helpful. Yeah, I, I remember having that item and thinking, like, well, that's useless. I don't do clamming, so that's not, <laughs> that's not important in any way to me. But it does help the people that do, and it's outside of the particular event and, itself. And then one day, I was doing my Chains of Mafia missions and it said go hit this question mark on Perganorgo Isle that uh, ferry ride that was like a 30 minute wait you had to go to Babiki Bay and it was like <laughs> a 20 minute cycle to actually get on the boat so being able to just teleport there immediately because I had done that summer event was really cool I, I, yeah but in this game like okay so you get an item that teleports you to Costa del Sol I mean, you could already teleport there for the low cost of 500 gills. Sure. Well, and it it doesn't have to necessarily be teleporting, but is there some mechanic that they could put onto one of these items that wouldn't break the game, but would have some value to keep around? Uh, Because I think Eleven did that actually on a a couple of different occasions. Wasn't uh, the the fortune egg and the happy egg that you could equip, equip in your ammo slot? Like... At low I'll levels, give you like one percent extra something, one percent HP or MP, yeah, and that, but that was worth having in that ammo slot because most people couldn't sure. put anything there. Yeah, mm. that's fair too. I mean, I think I feel like having gear and uh, rewards that come from holiday events that was actually worth something would make people more interested interested in doing it. That's uh, true. One thing, one thing that's uh, another, it's like another cosmetic reward, but would kill is. Um, uh, something that's taken from WoW, and it's things called costume buffs, where it just changes how your character looks 
for a certain amount of time. And the very first one in World of Warcraft was something called the Orb of Deception, which changes your race into a race of the opposite faction, which had no bearing on like actual gameplay. Sure. But it just made your character change for a little bit. And I would really like to see something like that come to Final Fantasy fourteen because costume effects are the bomb. They are, but I feel like because this game actually has a Fantasia, which is a way to permanently change your race, I think it's it's less cool. I think it, back in like no, no. 11 and WoW where you have to create a whole new character to have a new race, I think it was more appealing. No, because see, what evolved from World of Warcraft was being able to change into beast tribes. So in this, it would be like being able to turn into a Kikrin for a certain amount of time or mm -hmm. uh, Amulja, and then they don't actually have to put but, that race into the game because you could just have... But would you actually get to play as those races or would it be like in Eleven how you just like turned into a baby tar? Yeah, you just look like one. Minutes yeah, and you then just, it just look like one and then you fight like one whatever for a little bit. Yeah. So they actually had to create animations for your character to be able to like move around. Not exactly. It just uses whatever custom stock animations the mobs already have. Okay, it just applies them to you. Which looks really weird when you're a druid and all your stuff is meant to be like having like with like cat claws and shit. So it works out even better that way. Uh, I think Kuki's already nailed the problem that we're going to have with this is they're going to put the succubus costume in and there's going to be succubi everywhere. <laughs> uh, and that's a bad thing. Well, do, do, do you not want succubus everywhere? I mean, you're gonna, you're, it's gonna lose its appeal when you just warp into Idleshire and there's like ten thousand succubus Giant boobs everywhere. Yeah, that'll lose its appeal so quickly, <laughs> Mister Ryumasa. Yeah, all right, you make a fair point. It'll be a win. Yeah, exactly. All right, you know what? You've you've sold me. I'm on board. See, succubus costumes on, for all. I would be on board if I could change into primals. Like, let me be Shiva. I'm down for that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, everyone's just <laughs> hanging out as, as freaking Thornton. No, it's going to be like, it's going to be things like, like you say, Kakirin. It's going to be uh, Amalja, uh, Ixali. That's the same thing. Chloe. Uh, what is it? Chloe? The little. What turned into, the into baby Mikotes? Yeah. Uh, no, I do not want in that in that in the game because I've been on Balmong and I know where that's going to go. No. Oh God. Absolutely Plus, not. They would actually have to create animations for child characters, I think, because they don't have those stock in the game. That's fine. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I what what do you say to that? Just, I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to go back to why this is good and how it could be better. Okay. I think that the one thing that could have made this event better is a storyline that actually made sense. Um, I loved the <laughs> gameplay for this, but the storyline for the past like three years of this stupid Halloween event has literally been, who are these evil imps disguised as Aura, and we're here to make mischief. <laughs> and then when you discover that they're really imps, it's like, oh my god, they're really imps, whatever can we do? Like, it's, it's really dumb, and I wish there was just a little bit more story that mattered, which is why I actually really liked the FF13 and 11 crossover, and it's why I really liked the... Um, anniversary event not this year but last year because there was story that actually mattered and, and we're about to talk about lore associated with these in just a sec i do as a as a kind of wrap up on that i just want to say it's so nice to have a holiday event that isn't cutscene warp cutscene warp talk to npc cutscene done and that's it like because that's the last four holiday events i've done that's what it's been it's we're like doing a ton of fate grinding i hate doing those uh, I'm not doing endless amounts of fake grinding. See, okay, and that was another thing I didn't like about the third. Like, I mean, 
it's difficult because yes the story is nice but like look, look at i know it's so difficult because like how do you make a, a, a holiday event or a seasonal event perfect because the fake grinding like even though i liked the story of the 13 and the 11 and all of that there was still fate after fate after fate and like if you have to wait around for the fate and then because there's like 20 billion people doing it the fate lasts for five seconds and then you miss it and you have to wait for the next one yep and that brings and, like, me to even the- with lightnings she had like story in like she would talk after you finished a fate and if you missed it then you like missed it like, well, that brings me to this question should there be canon lore in holiday events ever well i think all, so that would be cool the- all of the lore is already canon because we've had three Halloween events and they all tie together. Okay, yeah. I'll, let me rephrase. Canon lore that matters. Like we've we saw. Shan- Excuse me, those those mischievous imps and they're tr- they're trying to take over the world and destroy it. But we as adventurers outwit them every time. So that is very important lore. Okay, of course it is. Well, you know what? When I get my lore book on Monday, I'm going to consult the lore book on the Halloween event, and you you will be sorry. You will rue the day you have crossed the <laughs> Halloween event. Okay, and what happens when there's nothing in there about it? Because it's not important. Uh, well, then I'm going to go straight to Koji about that. Oh. Why do you have that straight of a connection to Koji? Oh, trust me. Chuck's no. <laughs> has got his number. He's got him on speed dial. He actually begged me to add him on Skype so I would talk to him about stuff. So I'm like, all right, fine, Koji. Just stop begging me all the time. I have pizzas to deliver. Juxtaposition <laughs> lore consultant. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That is a terrifying that, thought. That he, uh, that guy that he uh, that he actually talked to about the lore book, the, the guy that like knows all the lore, that's actually my pseudonym. Oh. <laughs> Well, if I've ever been more worth... Wait a minute, that's how you know what's going to happen in the game. You're not a prophet at all. Uh, you could just call me Quick Thinks. Quick Thinks thoughts. I'm going to be sick. Okay. So, uh, what I wanted to mention about the, the canon lore events is we've had two events now where a character from Eleven has come into Eorzea. We had Shantoto appear and Iroha appear. And while neither of these events, I wouldn't say established a lot of lore in 14, they actually added to the lore in 11. Shantoto's appearance actually fits with when she disappears in a Shantoto Ascension in 11 and Iroha's appearance oh, of course did. right at the end yeah when Shantoto was missing throughout the first half of a Shantoto Ascension that's when she like she was in Eorzea that's what her appearance here was I didn't play that one shame on you uh Iroha <laughs> her appearance 10 bucks for fetch quest screw that wow okay well there was some <laughs> there's some anger there you wanna? Yeah, I didn't buy any of those three fucking fetch quest expansions. They are not worth ten bucks for like eight thousand fetch quests and one little piece of pants at the end. Screw okay, excuse that. you. Uh, it wasn't about the quest. It was about the customizable gear at the end. Hell yeah! You could have no. awesome dancer gear. No. Cure potency plus ten percent. Yes, please. Yeah, double attack Bye. on pants. Yes, please. Nope. What? You didn't even do it for the stories on them. No, it was 10 bucks for a piece of equipment and fetch quest. Not worth it. There was a story on all of them. The, Not good. A crystalline prophecy actually dealt with Aldo. Oh, wait. Really? Yeah, that was a story about Aldo <laughs> and Verena. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't. Still, it wasn't worth it for the 10 whole dollars for a few cutscenes. I just couldn't justify it, especially being a broke college kid. So. <laughs> 
All right. Well, Nico's well, going back to eleven it's again. Your hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're, so, mm. and Eero has Eero's appearance in the game uh, is of course is the follow up after Rhapsody's ends, uh, and I think it's cool that they would use a holiday event to further the lore of another game. But like, would anyone willingly consider that the canon of the other game? Or I don't know. What do you think? <sighs> I almost want to say no. 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 Because, like, especially with lightnings, where does, like, she's like, oh, I'm being tested by being sent to another world. But I'm not entirely sure that that actually fits in with 13's lore at all. Uh, I mean, I haven't finished playing all of the 13 games, but I feel like the way that she was just kind of like, oh, I must have been sent here as a test. That that was just an excuse to kind of make it fit with their lore. But I can't see that being canon. I I agree. I feel like someone on the 14 team was playing, like, played through a Shantoto Ascension and was like, I can make that work. Oh yeah, and also Nika, the a crystal prophecy is also where you find out that Lion isn't dead. That's where that's confirmed. That's <laughs> bullshit. She's totally dead. She's not dead. What are you? Yeah. Do- <laughs> you saved. <laughs> she's she's dead in fucking rhapsodies. <laughs> you fight with her in rhapsodies. You fight with all of them, but none of them are actually there. It's called trust shit. Okay, this is for another episode. Okay, uh, no, it's not for another episode. We're never doing that episode again. Uh, okay, anyway, um, I think this sets an important lore for the whole Final Fantasy franchise. Uh, before before the Final Fantasy fourteen, it was kind of confirmed in like the other like lesser games that yes, all the Final Fantasies are connected in dimensions or whatever. But in this, a numbered game, it is confirmed that they're all connected. At least it was confirmed in Dissidia. That's not a real game. <laughs> is <laughs> is that a real is game? Not a real is, game. It is a real game. It has to and be a numbered a title. No, I mean Jackson does have a good point. I will say um, that especially. That you know, apparently could we? Could, but now I have to ask: Can we just step into a portal and port to Vanadil or to Spira? Boy, I hope so. That's the that's the story I'm waiting for in fourteen. <laughs> I want my Rogadin <laughs> to appear and fight Sin with Titus. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's well, go. I don't know what, but, but Waka's already in the game. Why would you want to do that? What? Your Rogadin, Waka—they're the same person. At least looks wise. They don't look Boo. at all. Okay, that was a fail. That, that was, was not good. Nice that was try. that was terrible. No, um, no. I don't know. Yeah, I like the idea of being able to walk through a portal into another game. Can you like imagine you're sitting there, you go through a portal, and now you're in like the ruins of Juno and it's destroyed. Or oh, even oh, better, you mean yet. like going to another world in the future of that game? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. Or even better yet, uh, you're playing through Final Fantasy 15, and you can link your 14 account, and then you can play <laughs> as your character. <laughs> 15. Well, they've already confirmed that for paying monies, which I think we'll talk about in the other show. But for paying monies, you can play as other characters. So can we pay monies and play as our character? That'd be sweet. Can we get that ported over? I want to play as my Mikote. Uh, she's going on this sweet road trip that apparently the game's about. I realized yesterday how little I still know about FF15. Because someone's, <laughs> yeah, like, someone's like, yeah, yeah, you get to hang out, you, you get a little story that goes in the background of Ignis, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know who that is. Who's Ignis? I don't know. Don't ask me. I have no idea. I like. I know one name of a character in that uh, game. Is and it it's, Noctis? No, it was Ignis, because I'd heard it from my friend. You should oh. know Noctis. Now I know Noctis. Noctis. Okay, so now there's two. He's the guy with the black hair. Noctis there's, is the main character. There's a guy with black... That's Zach, isn't it? <laughs> yes okay 
Yeah, I don't, I don't He's know. He's a soldier. I, oh, okay, good. Yeah, I, I, I know a little bit about this then. Now, as Mako poisoning. I still know nothing of <laughs> Reel it in, 15. you children. Reel it in. <laughs> I know there was a new trailer for 15, and it's so good. This is something that we... How uh, are we wait, Scully, how are we going to talk about this on FEC if you can't know anything about 15? This is horribly scary, and I'm mad. I didn't put any 15 news on FEC. I hope but there was, a, there was a trailer, a really good new trailer. <laughs> Oh, uh, you did guys you have put it in. Did you put it in the article collection, Nika? I thought I linked it somewhere. Maybe it was in my other Discord. Yeah, shit. I avoid all yeah. things titled FF15 until this game God releases. <laughs> I'm going to add it before the show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So to wrap up this uh, this wonderful episode of Simply Juxta, I want to talk <laughs> about the Christmas event, which is coming up. What are your predictions? Are we going to see something more like what we have now or what we're more traditionally used to? with uh with holiday events well what was the holiday event last year uh garbage oh it was going around to the housing wards and clicking on the christmas trees oh yeah (laughs) like i said garbage (laughs) actually no but actually that used an interesting mechanic because it actually relied on the players to have put the how the trees up in their house if there was no players that had a yellow tree you didn't get to click on a yellow tree so I think that was kind of cool that it relied on the, the player's activity in the event to be able to do the event, which was kind of cool. Well, I just know that uh, I'm not going to put any trees on my lawn because I don't want no pores coming around my area. <laughs> so if you want my yellow tree, you're going to have to give me 50k gill. Ooh, ooh. Hashtag Paul Rocallo said if we get $200 in donations, he would go femroy for a month. So here is. 10% to that. Did Kahlo actually say that? Did he actually say that? I'm he sure did. he did. He did. Oh, there goes Cookie Cookie confirm. confirmation. <laughs> yeah, I was streaming with him last night, and he did say that. Oh, my. All okay. right. Please, please turn Califemro for a month. You heard please him. Send those donations. We need that. We are $180 away from Femro Kahlo for a month. <laughs> please. Oh, please my God. Can we have like anti-femro donations to like push that away from the mark? Because nope, we everything. Really don't need nope. More nope. Uh, we, I want to design it too. I want to design it too. We've done we've done games like that before. Vote for or against, and put your donation on it. <laughs> Higher number wins. We've done that before. But no, I think if uh, he said two hundred dollars donated, we make femro callow. I like that. <sighs> yes. <Ugh>. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, you know, uh, I managed to get him to uh, cheer for Femrose for. Well, I don't know. We made some deal for some bet. I think it was for the bet, the big <laughs> bet last year, where bet. he actually like che- cheered on Femrose for for a few weeks. That was pretty. That was pretty <laughs> That was a good time. Very short lived. Back to that. Get the Femro. Let's do it. Uh, so yeah, the, the Christmas event. What do you think it'll be this time around? Obviously, last time it sucked. I don't think we're going to get another Halloween event, to be honest. I think we're going to get something stupid and boring like last You don't years. think they'll make like a Christmas mansion where we have to... <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, let's go to... Oh, uh, maybe, maybe we'll get to actually go to the North Pole and meet the real Santa Elf. It's, oh it's called Snowcloak, and her name is Shiva. She's already there. 
can hang out with her. But she doesn't help the smile bringers. Wait, that's eleven, isn't it? Uh, Do I get <laughs> the smile bringers? Was eleven. Oh my god! If we can, if we get to meet Gabby Santa and help help him uh, deliver presents all across Eorzea, I'll lose. But my it mind. needs to be better than elevens because elevens was just here's a present. Go find a child in Bastok and give it to them. Like yeah. we need, we need like to actually have some kind of gameplay where we have to go like save a child and then make them happy with a Christmas present or something. Like some actual gameplay. Because going this, and clicking is not gameplay. I just want to sit on uh, Santa Shiva's lap. That's what it was, Taser. Godbert was Santa, right? Spoiler alert. Okay, and you don't you can't oh, confirm oh, that one way or another. For okay. Calosex oh. change. Hashtag Campascalia. <laughs> All right, we're at twenty five. All right, one hundred and seventy five dollars away from Femro Calo. Uh, Calo. Why is that Campascalia? I don't know. I don't know. I think that was a that's Maybe a throwback to the bet. Hashtag Calo Row. Team Nero. Oh, Since we are going to giving guys Gosh, whoa! Here is five dollars for hashtag Calero and five dollars for the boob fund. Well, there is no boob fund, so we're going ten dollars <laughs> towards Calero. <laughs> no, the five of them are for your boobs. Five of them. Are, okay, that I tell you what, that fund is getting very wealthy. Like <laughs> I like how even if I decided to transition, I don't want boobs. Oh, Ramu have- Santa! You know, because Ramu is actually a good guy. We know that, right? So his beard makes for the most epic of Santa Clauses. Thank you, Kasumi, for that suggestion. I like. And on that lovely note, this has been simply Juxta. Uh, <laughs> Juxta, how do you feel? It's been a while since you've done an episode. Uh, well, I feel like you two being my special little helpers did a, a pretty poor job, but I guess we're going to have to deal with what Are it is Santa's because helpers? it is. Uh, no, you're Juxta's helpers. <laughs> you have disappointed me to no extent. <laughs> to no extent? <laughs> to no extent like if no there was end. a level below children you would be below children that's how terrible you guys are this has been a hell of a day we've had a new episode of voices of Deal, a new episode of simply juxta uh what what more so now episodes? we need a new one of he says she says let's no 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 <laughs> let's okay, get Tom so, to in here no i got it so we're gonna have the next episode of riddle me this with our oh, raid God. discussion <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're you're not wrong, actually. Oh, oh, as much. Oh God! As I don't like ten rows. <laughs> oh my God, Mary! Mary drops the hundred dollar donation Whoa. to get us up to uh, what is that? One hundred and thirty-five. We're one thirty-five now. We need sixty-five more. Sixty-five dollars. Oh my God! Well, that Mary, is definitely- you are awesome. And Callow has no idea. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be great when he finds out. I'm gonna be so happy. Uh, so yeah, talk. We're now a few weeks removed from FanFest. We're even more now, almost a month now removed from the launch of patch 3.4. 3.45 obviously coming on Tuesday. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit, Nika, about, you know, you've got your pulse on the endgame raid community. You know, you know what's going on, right? More or less. All right. So I kind of want to get your feel of like where, how is this tier of rating so far? How like in comparison to uh, to Midas, in comparison to Gordius, in, in comparison to uh, Coil, how has this tier of rating been so far? It's definitely way easier. Okay. Like, I mean, I'm still on A10s, but um, it seems just in general, even the most casual of groups cleared A9 like right away. Okay. Um, and I mean, in the past, I was used to spending at least a month, at least on like the harder tiers, where it seems this one is maybe a week, two weeks, and you got it. Mm-hmm. 
um, even for the the groups that are struggling and the groups that only raid once or twice a week, like they're able to spend just a couple of weeks and you're you're good. Um, I think the people like the people who are the world first cleared it within the first week, I think, right? And obviously they had yeah. like you know at FanFest they were saying, Well, you know, a week times twenty four hours, they had all that time. <laughs> yeah, I mean oh, yeah, and, and no, they do. The world first groups are groups that manage to either not work or take off work for that purpose. We understand that, but Oop. Oop. And oh, all right. B hashtag Calero. Jinx wow. McNinja, there it is. Sixty five bucks for the win. All right, so that's two hundred dollars raised. Uh Femro Callo, please look forward I know to Callow's it. Callow's gonna come back with some bullshit like it has to be while I was streaming. Like, nope, that wasn't enough. No, place. I don't think so. Absolutely not. Two hundred people donated. We, you're doing can it. Can we give him an out with uh, hashtag no row? And if no row gets to two hundred, it doesn't have to be a femro. But everyone's gonna want him to be a femro. So yeah, no, this is happening. So so it is happening. It just have the option. Hashtag no row. No, because we don't need any more femros. <laughs> we need as many femros as possible. Uh. Yeah, I, I no, I think we have to do this. That was what we said in the chat. So we made it two hundred. And then I will invite him in the femoral windshield, and he will see how amazing femorals are, and he will never want to change back. Oh my god, I want to see him stream his induction into the femoral link shell. <laughs> Jesus, it's really just oh, you're a femoral. Here's a pearl. But, Cookie okay. had a great idea. Juxta log on, changes character, and when he comes home and logs on, he's a femoral. <laughs> Please do it, Juxta. <laughs> I could probably do that. <laughs> Be like, dude, the money was there. Juxta I know all his passwords. <laughs> Juxta doesn't like trolling, or uh, doesn't like femoros, but when you add an element of trolling to it, then suddenly it becomes palatable. <laughs> okay, yeah, I could, I could do this. He's at, I'm pretty sure he's at work right now, so be pretty good. All right, uh, we look forward to seeing uh, Calo Femro in the very near future. By Please look forward to <laughs> I'm it. I'm a little bit scared about what kind of Femro he's going to I'm suddenly more, more excited about designing his Femro. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can make some really beautiful Femros, but I'm not going to lie, you can make some really fugly ones, too. <laughs> Case in point, Nika's character. My character is beautiful. <laughs> And I have to ask, Juxta, are you the one who made the stupid Knights of the Round Table for our, our thing? For what, do you do? what do you I mean love did it, I make it? I'm looking at them. You designed it. Because yeah. the eye cam is horrible because all the people are sitting in one place. So it's like <laughs> just showing furniture around the house with nobody in it. Yeah, the eye cam's not doing us any favors today. <laughs> like, I don't think I've seen a person on the yep. stream in like 10 minutes. Yep. All right, fine. You know what? You know what? <laughs> You don't like the table. Fine. Okay. You know what? No. No. You don't get the table. Anymore. <laughs> you don't like the table? I'm taking it away. We're taking everything off the table and we're getting rid of the table. Are we just sitting in chairs now? We're taking away no, the, the pumpkin. We're getting rid of the candle. <laughs> okay. Oh, he is de-decorating. Oh, wait. There's one no. more. There's one more. Give me that. Give me that and that. Okay. Goodbye. Chairs are gone, too? Juxta Nobody gets to use it now. <laughs> juxta giveth and juxta taketh away. Oh, my there. God. That's not what I wanted to happen. Oh, okay. good. This is what you wrought, Nika. And then it gave us a crotch shot, at least. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Even the, the game is like, you, good. Thank you, Thank you. Good job. Fix the iCam. It's fixed. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, A9 and A10 seem to be the ones that pretty much, like, everyone can do with a little bit of work. Hell, even I cleared A9S. Uh, I'm working on A10S right now. Uh, I've gotten it down to about 20%-ish or something like that. So, uh, like, it, it has to be, it can't be that hard if I'm capable of doing it. But what I'm noticing is more people shouting more people in party finder and even people in raid finder looking for groups to do this 
and I've never seen that before. Like maybe for like the first week after a raid tier launched, you'd see that. But a month out, I'm still seeing that at least on Sargatanis. In your, what do you think? Is that like people think, hey, this is possible and it's fun. I actually want to try it. Yes, and I think that's a good thing. However, I was just I'm a little disappointed that their Square Enix's frame of mind seems to be that it's, you know, one difficulty or nothing. You know, like, you know, they were saying at FanFest, I was getting so hyped because they were saying, okay, when we released Coil, there was one difficulty. And when we released Alex, there was two difficulties. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to say three difficulties. I'm so excited. And then they like, and we're trying to figure out how to fix it for the next time. We're like, that was the best troll. Thank you for it, that. No, cookie. I mean, it was, it was, and I don't think they realized that they trolled. I think that was totally accidental because the thing is, is that I do think a raid tier like this needs to exist. It makes people feel like they are are raiding i mean you are raiding but when it is the only difficulty those people who want that extra challenge what we just have to wait for palace of the dead 100 for just the bragging rights like i would like the raid tier rewards and the thing is is that people can bitch all they want they're like oh well we want to have the highest eye level too but like if you're not a raider you don't need the highest eye level dungeons or what primals whatever the hardest thing is you're doing does not require top tier eye level only raiding will need top tier eye level so just give those you know five percent of people that are doing the hardest level the highest eye level and if you don't get the highest eye level who the fuck cares like why do we even need a catch-up patch that's going to give everybody the highest eye level we don't need that and i think square enix is trying to be too much of a care bear and i think that this raid tier is good but there needs to be more than this i completely agree i i don't feel like like i love that people are doing this raid tier I think it's great. Me too, because, for sure. I think it's really in, reinvigorated the community and the party mm-hmm. finder, especially in our server where the party finder dies outside of like 6 to 9 p.m. Because we can write off normal, like creator normal. Like it's there. It's it's a dungeon. It's dungeons effectively. It's there to be done. Get your weekly items out of it and, and be done with it. It's not hard. It like just, just, just go do it and get it done. Get your items. This tier is difficult. It's not you know mash your face against a wall difficult but it's not easy you do have to learn the fight it's like sophia x you have to learn the fight understand what you're doing have communication like it yeah. requires raid tactics and Ra- mechanics. Yeah, ra- yes raid mentality raid tactics raid group like you have to actually have that mentality whereas in the past a lot of people didn't have that so i do think this is good for the raid community but but should there be a extreme tier like like we talked about it a little bit uh, a few weeks ago where se you almost get the sense they're using this to try to bring people into the rating scene before moving the difficulty back up a bit and if that's what they're I, trying to do that's I great hope so because like, like you say if you do bring people up to this raid tier and you get people invested in rating and you get people into their statics then you're going to see people want a bigger challenge because you're going to be like, I have no doubt that at the end of, uh, by the time Stormblood is here, there will be many, many, many new statics that did not exist going into uh, oh, creator. Sure. And they're going to want a challenge. They're going to want something difficult going into the next one. I, because like, like I feel like a lot of people are learning this time around. Like for me, I'm learning raid mechanics and raid mentality and understanding, you know, when's an appropriate time. Like it's it's not even just like understanding the fights, it's understanding like the social aspect of raiding and knowing when's an appropriate time to be making jokes or calling someone out on something, when's the appropriate, you know, it's understanding your group and learning that dr- group dynamic. 
people are going are learning that and i think a lot of the community ha- doesn't have a ton of experience with it yet but going into the next one all that stuff's going to be down that learning ge- uh, curve is going to be passed already and they're going to be ready for the actual raid mechanics to be harder yeah i don't know i, I just said anybody stop talking right there um I, I don't know. I just hope that Square Enix learns from this and that they actually realize that because a lot of people are doing this raid tier doesn't mean that it's perfect. And I'm kind of worried yes. that they're going to see like, oh, this is what got everyone back in. That means this is exactly what they want. Let's just continue with this. SE has a terrible habit of misreading the signals. We've seen that time and time and time and time and time again. And you're right. If they look at this and say, whoa, look how many people are doing raiding this patch. We must have hit the sweet spot on difficulty. No, you didn't hit the sweet spot on difficulty. You hit the right spot difficulty-wise to encourage people to learn raiding. Did you hit the right difficulty point to maintain people in raiding? Probably not. And I think you'll see that with your world firsters. And that's why I think it is good, even though they tried to write it off, that they at least acknowledge that the world firsters cleared creator quickly i think that's very important that they at least acknowledge that because that means they they are <laughs> but they were trying to make excuses i know it. i well because i i look at that as like hey we're at fan fest everything has to have a positive spin so like that's kind of how i look so at let's call out the world first for having no life and no job <laughs> <laughs> let's do that i don't think he called out the world first for having no life like, or no they job have, they completed it in one week and one week times 24 is how many whatever and because of that they had this much time so really well you say they did it in a week they really did it in the amount of time that the average person would spend a month like okay come on i feel like they were trying to say like hey these people should be commended on the effort that they put in isn't that like that wasn't what you took away from that what i took away from that is hey look at all these people all this time people put into doing this thing and they didn't even get paid for it and they spent like you know working hours doing this thing and they need to get a life that's what I took away. Wow, that's that's a that's a dark takeaway from it. I feel like I I don't think that's well, what they no were going for. That? That's what that's what I felt like. They were like, hey, uh, maybe you guys should go outside. There's a thing called the sun and Pokemon Go. You can totally go outside and play video games now. I, well, I guess maybe I'm alone on this. Is unless I hate to be the person defending Square Enix. Uh, really, you two both think that they were kind of more negatively no, I talking to them? I don't think they were I don't <laughs> no. think they were shouting it from the rooftops but I think it was kind of like their little nudge at like we understand most of you have jobs and lives and you're not going to clear it in a week and just because some people cleared it in a week doesn't mean that it's easy they're I just feel like they're trying to make excuses all right no like, they, they were like they're trying to say we didn't see we didn't make it too easy because the no lifers are the ones that cleared it first not the people that spend two hours a day that's what they were trying to say basically okay I don't, no, I, no, I, I was just joking around, but no, like I definitely got the feeling like that they were, they knew that it was going to be cleared quickly, so I felt felt like they wanted to highlight the fact that it was from people who were doing really good, I guess. Okay. Life. Yeah, I, I just I looked at that as a hey, here's a shout out to the guys who did it, and to me that like that's them kind of like softening the yeah we get it like. Like this one was cleared faster. Let's 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 uh, kind of smooth it over for Fan Fest, and then we'll look at it. I don't know. That's kind of what I took away from it. Juxta, are you uh, going to try rating this time around? Uh, this time around, being this current uh, thing of yes, creator. Probably not. Uh, it's mostly due to my work schedule because 
I'm working between 50 and 60 hours this just this week alone. Ooh. And it's probably going to get worse given that there's going to be snow on the ground soon. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, I, was kind of, I was kind of interested in it. But at the same time, again, it's like the biggest problem with raiding is that like what's like i just keep going back to like what's the point and if the point is just to get better gear then i'm not really all that's that into it okay I'm just not. But then i have a question for you then i mean i understand that mentality totally is you like i don't need better gear because you only need better gear for rating but then why do all of the casual players complain when they can't get top eye level very fast like oh, why do they complain? Because yeah. they're people and they're they're awful human beings and they're basically children and they want everything <laughs> easily. I, I, it, just, it just seems very hypocritical. Them. Be like, I'm not going to raid because the only reason I need raid gear is to do more raiding. However, wait, 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 I can't upgrade my things to highest eye level. I need highest eye level so I can be highest eye level. I it's think like the you're reason, not raiding, so why do you care? I think the reason people do it is because that eye level next to your name is the most fundamental, like, is the easiest gauge for how close you are to beating the game or right or the, so then why not if that's what you care about why not read i agree with you i i think you should and especially especially in creator you should like these are mechanics that everyone can learn even if, like at least a9s everyone can learn a9s it's it's not that bad if you can do a9 normal it's not a big step up to A9S. Like, obviously, you got to be more on point and you got to have people who know what they're doing, but it's not crazy hard. It's it's perfectly learnable in a day. But see, Nell Packet says the point of rating in Coils was the only way to get the story. Yes, that's true. But the thing is, they put in easy mode because the people literally said, I can't raid, it's too hard, or I don't have time, so give me normal mode so I can have a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, and th- so, but then now we have idiots. the story, and they're like, okay, but now why do I want to raid? Right. There's no story. I'm like, well, that was what you fucking asked for. So if you asked for a normal mode so that you got the story, then don't care about not having high as high level because that was what you asked for. Yeah, and hopefully they've talked about with the next with what we'll see in Stormblood. They've talked about maybe having you know two floors be hard and two floors be super hard, and and kind of doing it that way. See, and and so then, ma- but they also That's said a- having a story be canon and then having a what if story. I don't. I, mean, I love that idea. That's a fun idea, but like. The re- but then again, there's going to be people that say, why should I do the Savage Mode content if it's just a what-if story and it's not canon? I don't care. Sure. Okay. Like, Here, here's why I you do I would rather it. have the what-if scenario be the normal mode and the real canon be the... No, no. Mode. Here's what you do. You have the real canon is, is the story mode and, that, and that's fine. However... They also were asked a question at some point about like, what if like my job affected uh, what I could do in cutscenes or something like that, yeah. or my role? What if in the Savage versions, not only does your job affect what you do, but you're a badass in the what if versions? <laughs> like, you're you're freaking. Why can't I be what if in the? Why can't I be badass in the canon? Well, you're always like like you're the warrior of light. You're great and all, but no, like in in Savage mode, you're like Arnold Schwarzenegger going around just like n- like taking people out. It's but see, awesome. the thing is, is they're not going to justify that because if it's, you know, 5% doing the hard mode content, they're not going to spend all that extra time and resources on special, really intense graphical cutscenes. Yeah, but I want to be awesome. <laughs> because didn't they say that they spent so much time and effort and resources into the coil cutscenes when only 10% of the rating of the community even saw it? They did indeed. And they, and like they, and Yoshi was like bitched at for that. Yeah. So well, but and then they gave, and then what they gave us was Alex, where like all the cutscenes and the story was really. Well, but to be fair, at the time, only ten percent of people saw the cutscenes. How many people have seen them now? I mean, right. it's not like the content inaccessible. Being, 
I know, but people complain about it being relevant at the time, which again, doesn't matter. Like when our, the thing is when our levels goes up to 70 and we're going to be able to smash through all of this content, what, what is it? I mean, I, if you're not, if you don't care that much about the actual rating, just wait until it's irrelevant and you'll be fine. Yeah, pretty much. You're that's, casual enough anyway. So what does it matter? That's what they need to do is not listen to the fucking people who whine about literally everything in the world and just stick to their guns and be like, if you want to the story and you want it not on YouTube, wait a year when your eye level just demolishes it and then you'll be fine. Yep. All right. So a while back over the summer, we did a bit here on the show. And it was a bit that was concocted out of nothing more than, hey, we need, probably need to fill like 30 minutes on this week's episode. There's not a ton to talk about. That's, that's pretty much where this bit came from. Speaking of filling time, we also have a person who wants to call in. We have Zero Ashinari of Midgard Somer who wants to talk about deep dungeon structure. All right. Uh, 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 Zero? Hey, guys. How's it going on? Good. How are you? Well, doing pretty well. I've got a nice little book here to read for a while, but I'm calling about the Deep Dungeon. <laughs> oh, wait, can you actually, real quick, is there anything in there on the Halloween event? No. Okay. The book, the book covers from Liar. the storyline perspective. Uh, the, it covers from the storyline perspective all the way up until your confrontation to Nidhogg. So anything that comes after that, like Sophia, is mentioned, but you don't see a graphic of her. Slight spoiler, but it does tell you about some of the lore in here. Okay. So, um, the reason I wanted to call, I apologize because the Peter's now kicked on if you're picking that up. Uh, no, you're fine. No, you're fine. Sweet. Um, with one of the live letters that they went, that uh, Square Enix did, they showed a couple of uh, images where it would show progress where people had gotten the farthest with certain classes. I don't know if that was from the solo aspect, but I'm assuming past floors 100 and so on. It's gonna, there's gonna be not team registration, but you'll see certain people like your top players on your individual servers that you know by name. There's a couple of them on the Midgar Somer name or on Midgar Somer that I'm very much aware of. I see those names up top. I'm gonna go, okay, that makes sense. The structure that I'm seeing with where the progress of how deeply people will go in the deep dungeon reminds me of some of the mobile games when they have uh, like a uh, Tower of Heavens or something like that. Okay, so you think it's going to... Now, do you think this is going to be a positive or a negative? I believe there's gonna, it's going to or it's gonna encourage people to race upon their servers. I don't think the world-first aspect is going to be as strong as getting server-first. If um, In some of the mobile games, if you, got, you cleared a certain level of the floor, say floor 110, your name would be cemented in Legacy on that server as... This person cleared floor 110 before everybody else. Square Enix hasn't confirmed this, but I would like to see that because it gives people that drive to go, okay, if I can get up to floor 200 before everybody else, while I'm on the server of Sergeant Danis, Escalia Riamasa shall ever be known as the one that got to floor 200. Okay. For example. Well, I like the I sound like of that. that. Idea a lot. Yeah, yeah that, w- that would be a pretty good incentive uh, for people to do it, but... I- <laughs> I wish they would do it, but I just don't think they're going to. I like the idea of me hitting floor 200 before anyone also. I think that's a great idea. I think that's exactly what it <laughs> should be. I think it's also a fairy tale that <laughs> I don't need to dwell too much time on. But uh, I, 
I, just, I really like the idea of having like your name carved into stone somewhere in the world that will always be known as the person who got this first. But I don't, I don't think they're going to do it. Yeah, and sorry, go. No, I, I can't see like Square Enix doing something like that. Now there are MMOs where I would absolutely believe we would see something like that. Eve Online is notorious for doing things like that for having uh things in their world that reflect like great deeds by players or by corporations or things like that i could absolutely see them doing it se they're so like i don't want to say litigious but very like cut and dry about everything i'm not sure i could see them doing that it'd be sweet like if you like it would be a humongous humongous carrot on the stick to try to race to to be one of the first to clear floor 200 so that you get your name like forever memorialized in Eorzea like everyone would do that i think and and if they would just start it with something like deep dungeon with is a smaller content it's a four man content they could extrapolate that to the raids because then you would know who cleared those raids first say for 4.0 cuz we're getting rid of ps3 support and for the one thing that i've harped on that my fc very much knows is ps3 support has held back the game we're going to be getting rid of that we should see a huge improvement on gameplay function ui uh, support obviously the inventory space because that's still related to the limitations of the one old generation system man it's gonna be so great when we don't have to make that joke anymore (laughs) (laughs) i mean ps4 limitations yeah i know like all like what was it two hours after the announcement that ps3 support was being dropped we already had our first joke about that (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) all right so uh yeah i i love the idea of them changing the world to reflect great deeds done by their players i think if that's something they wanted to go with then the player base would respond very positively to it it's just i've never thought of se as a group to do something like that but i don't know juxta what do you think maybe i feel like there I, th- I think that Final Fantasy XIV, the community, would have a positive reaction to having that that little epitaph or the stone, like the uh, written in stone. I think that I think that overall they would have a a pretty good time with that. I think they should uh, start naming areas after uh, you know famous podcasters in their game. I think, they sh- I think they should look at that as an as an idea. Well, I heard a rumor. I mean, I can't uh, confirm or deny, yeah. but uh, the the Red Mage trainer is actually going to be a Mikote who has black fur with red highlights. So, I mean, please look forward to it. Oh, how <laughs> I like that. There we go. We're getting closer. And uh, in World of Final Fantasy, they named a, a, a Nutkin after me. So that's nice. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, his, his name's like uh, Escaliar or something like that. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tw- I uh, t- I told uh, Aya and uh, Akmorn they don't you know SC doesn't have to hide it they can just use my name they don't have to have to try and keep it a secret it's whatever I won't sue you I promise yeah I'm not gonna sue I think that'd be sweet I'll be you can name a Nutkin after me that'd be great all right um, well thank you uh, so much for the call do you have any shout outs you want to give mm, not so much of a shout out it's just I have a question towards you Escalia okay and this Uh-oh. is gonna be me picking on you a little bit great. I've noticed it. Don't you don't need to. Oh no 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 no! I noticed it's Halloween. Are your parents alone again, or is there going to be another Escalia Junior in the family? (laughs) Oh God! 
Thank you for that lovely reminder. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, for those who don't know, uh, uh, July birthday right here. Uh, but no, my parents are both in their late 60s, so I'm hoping not. <laughs> wow. I have All, right. All right, drop uh, my, this call. My, Get him out of here. His birthdays are uh, right next to each other, aren't they, one day apart? Yes, our birthdays yeah. are one day apart. <laughs> oh, yeah, so you got to watch out for your parents, too. Yeah, well, my parents aren't together anymore. Oh, well, then maybe not so much. Well, <laughs> they're both dating someone. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Yes, like, let's move I know, on. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't before, uh, before I threw up, uh, I was talking about a, uh, a bit that we did last summer. And it wasn't really ever supposed to be anything big, but... It ended up being one of our most requested bits to return to the show. And the we're doing Nika it with the three off. of us. Oh, God. And, we're, and, we're just, and, and Nika just and Nika doesn't talk again for the rest of the episode. That was more you than last that. summer. You would love that, wouldn't you? That was, like, that was like last winter. That was almost a year ago. <laughs> that was last week. What? <laughs> Nika storms off on every episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's make that a thing. This is a bit loop. that we've had requested to bring back for a long time, and we'd like to welcome back Racist Roulette. It's uh, one of dun, our dun, dun. dun dun dun. It's one dun, of dun, our dun. one of our favorite little fun things to do. Although we're mixing it up a little bit this time, instead of doing the Eorzean races, it's time for job Racist Roulette. Oh yeah, jobist. The jobist roulette. Yeah. The roulette. Uh, so, as with last time, we have prepared the spinner wheel. Dun dun dun. dun, dun. dun. And I'm gonna try. Do we have it. a better name for that. The spinner wheel. All right. What do you want to call it? I don't uh, know. How about a... the wheel of intolerance. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, that's a little, that's a little yeah. bit better. That's a good one, Papa. Thank you for that. Your wheel of intolerance. Up. All right, I gotta rework this thing. Talk for a sec. I gotta rework this so we can actually watch it. <laughs> All right, so obviously we're going to be starting taking uh, taking fan <laughs> suggestions on stereotypes that we can apply to jobs. We have a list of uh, I don't know, like thirteen, fifteen or so. But uh, we want to get your ideas in the chat. Kooky will be the wonderful producer that she is, and she will be writing them down for everyone to hear and she will be throwing them out to us as uh, as she comes across the good ones so everyone uh, just threw out some good ideas so if yours isn't picked blame cookie for not thinking it's good that's correct yeah, yeah, exactly that's what he just said it's all actually no it's girl's fault for cookie not thinking it was a good idea so blame girl yeah blame girl always so we've got the uh, the the job wheel with the 13 jobs of aorzia on here we do not have Hold any on, wait, should we have Red Mage on there now? Because because Red Mage has well, been confirmed. No, but it has been confirmed by by Yoshi P's T-shirt, and we know that it's making predictions of the future of what Red Mage will be to come. Maybe we should have included Red Mage, you and then what? if it gets the LOL something or other job, then we know how LOL Red Mage will be. Okay, and you know what puts Escalia on the spot for uh, having to do more work on the spot. <laughs> so I think I think I'm all for this. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Escalia? All set. Did you oh. add Red Mage on there? Yep, sure did. Oh, cool. Well. All right, guys. Then you heard it here. We will officially know what Red Mage role it will play after this roulette wheel. All right. So let's get this started off. I thought a very fitting spot to start would be 
What's what's the LOL job? Like for years, things got called LOL Dragoon, but that's not official. It's not official until the wheel yeah, says it. We're from eleven. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We so, haven't actually had a real LOL job in fourteen. Exactly. So I I think it's time once and for all that we decide what the LOL job is of this game. And right, here, spin that wheel. Spin the wheel. Side like drum roll. <laughs> the LOL job of FF14 is Paladin. Paladin. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, it's Paladin. No. I was, you know, how funny it would have been if Dragoon came up again. God, I, you know what? It was only two. Perfect. It was only two clicks away, and I was getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so the LOL job here, henceforth, in Eorzea is paladin no as if i need more reasons for people to make fun of me <laughs> if you could do damage it'd be fine but i mean i can do paladin. decent damage i keep Nika, um, come on come on Nika. when myself and the dark knight are both tanking i keep up okay? uh, i don't know nika says she wants to up. nika says she wants to main tank and everyone laughs out loud it could fit <laughs> i i am the main tank i am the only i'm the best razor tank. says uh i just got paladin i'm changing my job <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry that your rage has to put up with Paladin Sneka. Yeah, I'm so sorry. That's unfortunate. All right, uh, Juxta, why don't you go and tell us what our next one's going to be? All right, let's just go down the list. Uh, we're going to have the the floor tank. Which which job actually just tanks the floor all the time? Because <laughs> Scorpio suggested dead. that at the same time. That's uh, Scorpio, wow. you need to stop copying me from the future. <laughs> I know you're Alexander Space Timeways, but no, we didn't know what job is always dead on the floor and not doing anything. Okay, all right. Uh, let's find out what is the true floor tank. Does it have a click clicking noises? Yeah, yeah it does. Should, uh, yeah, I don't know because I okay. can't hear it. Okay. Warrior! Does it sound like Warrior. Vegas? Warrior! Warrior is the true floor tank of FF14. Let it be known. Man, this is great. Dragoon's getting vindicated of everything today. <laughs> I'm gonna well, it makes sense, too. I mean, if you have a paladin main tank and they can't do their job, so that just means the, tank, the warrior's going to go down eventually. No, the paladin has to step in because the warrior's already on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the whole rest of the raid just face palms because, ugh, yep. LOL paladin. I, yeah, oh, yeah, and that's when the wipe happens. That makes so much sense now. <laughs> all right nika all right what are we, gonna, we what need are we... to figure out which job is the true loot whore which job no oh. matter what drops in a dungeon they hit greed on it even if they can't even use it because they don't have that job level. oh who they're, is the, the they're the same whore. ones who complain when someone else slots greed okay yeah all right oh great wheel what do we decide to call it wheel of intolerance, intolerance. wheel of oh great wheel of intolerance who is the true loot whore. Wheel of intolerance on the wall. Who's the biggest loot whore of all? <laughs> Warrior! <laughs> Warrior! Man, this favors okay. the tanks. Yeah, yeah. he loves tanks. <laughs> Okay, so the warrior spends the whole fight on the floor just dying. Oh, and then, and then, the they, gear? Oh, and no. then they, get, they get the fucking bird at the end of it. Oh, oh they're the worst. Oh, no. They might be old dragoon. You know, that would have been so much more appropriate if it was Dark Knight from my, uh, <laughs> my tank's statics perspective. Oh, God. Well, 
this is so i don't know i think i'm starting to agree with a lot of these actually i could i I know a couple warriors who've been known to just die and then take all the gear all these warriors are just old dragoons that got sick again picked on for being dragoons (laughs) and just switched over to warriors they job changed that's right that makes so much sense all right uh all right wheel which job is the one that kept dying and then transferred over to warrior (laughs) (laughs) this is being ad-libbed on here okay scholars it was scholars who did that <laughs> oh don't try and what did don't they do they died and then changed to warrior oh uh, they got picked on for dying a lot so then they switched over to warrior apparently <laughs> anyway um juxta you want to tell us our next one okay so you'll all know those 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 kinds of people who just are always talking and like know every mechanic and oh well you shouldn't use this cooldown this time because 30 seconds later we're gonna have a damage up increase Uh, these are the rules nazis okay okay we need to find out which job is just constantly nagging everyone about everything all right who's the yeah who's the raid nag and who's the one who's always like oh no our free company charter says um okay all right, I got you. All right, let's see. Who is, uh, let's see. All right. Uh, Wheel of Intolerance, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the job that we should burn. <laughs> burn. <laughs> nice. It's an Animaniacs joke. Uh-oh, yeah. uh-oh. Ah, no! <laughs> it's Who Dragoon. It? It's the uh... Dragoons. Fucking Dragoons. Oh, it's one tick off Astrologian. It's, li- it's right <laughs> On the line, right on the edge. I see that. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's it's the dragoons, of course. Yeah, we're the rules Nazis. Uh, you know what? We are busy dead on the ground a lot. It's very easiest for for us to call shots. But apparently, not more no, than warriors. Not more than not warriors. Anymore. No, War- yeah. warriors call most of the shots. They're the ones that are usually dead. But we want, like we can backup call mechanics out. That's fine. Um. All right, Nika, what do you got? Um. Which job? Uh, just decides that, you know, I just don't really care that much about this. I'm so, I am the laziest job. I'm going to just stand there and auto attack. I'm not even, I'm not going to dodge out of the A. I just, I just don't care. I'm here. It's, it's my 1299. Make the healers do their job. I'm going to be carried through every, every dungeon, every raid. Because you you should you should do that for me because I pay twelve ninety nine. Okay, you're asking who's, who's the, the la- who's job? the lazy bitch of this? Okay, this I now I've played with Callow and Nero. This has to be either Ninja or Dark Knight. Like, there's no way. Uh, I don't. I mean, hitting uh hitting cooldowns can be kind of hard and time consuming, so I don't bother to do that anymore. Okay. So. All right, Wheel. Tell us who is the laziest job. Give us the laziest job, Wheel. Dark Knight. Dark Knights. <laughs> it's don't dark even bother Knight. putting up grits. No, nope, they don't bother. Don't, don't up use grit. dark arts. Just auto attacking. Come on, Dark Knights. Phoenix said healers that don't DPS. <laughs> okay, it is. It is official. The Dark Knight is the laziest job in the game. That is, I think. I think the wheel's pretty spot on with that one. It's either that or ninja. But like, Thank, thanks a lot. Uh, thanks a lot, Anero. No wonder we always die in those stream parties. <laughs> All right, this next one could could be either uh, could be ninja. I I I'm, I, I got to think it's ninja. It's you know when you're dealing with them, they're pissy, they're annoying, they're entitled. I want to know when a twelve year old picks up FF14. What job do they play? 
Oh, I can think of a number of all right off the top of my head, but uh, we got to deal with what the what the wheel what, says. What does the wheel say? Yeah. So, uh, uh, oh, great wheel of intolerance. Who's the twelve-year-old? What, what job does the twelve-year-old play? Man, I was waiting for a rhyme to intolerance. You <laughs> intolerance. Oh, jeez. What's our belligerence? Five and six pence. Scholar. <laughs> Scholar. <laughs> and that's why scholar. they don't DPS. Yeah. Scholars that don't DPS, those are the 12 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you're right. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I was going to guess Ninja. I thought they would, all the Naruto fans would pick, would pick Ninja. But no. Apparently, when a 12 year old gets in the game, they think, I want to be a book learning job. They want to be they a scholar. They want they yeah. want to be a healer, but they don't want a DPS. They pick and the best healer to DPS with, and they don't do it. All right, let's and, uh, let's take and one. They from- wanna, and they want to do the. They want to just have their fairy out, just look at it, be all creepy with it. Come on, scholars, just stop. Yeah, come on. Uh, how about we take one from our audience? Uh, Kuki, do you have a good one from the audience? Um, I've been writing it on the outline. Um, oh. I have. <laughs> I'm on the page above okay, you, I, so. I, I, I got you. I got you, Kooky. We got one from Scorpio 1401, and their suggestion is Leroy Jenkins. Who oh, is the, no. the job that is so it just runs in and pulls base pulls? Run in, pull all the welps, hatch all the eggs, mess up all the mechanics because they're just blindly charging in. Who do hatch we got? All the eggs. Uh, you know what? I didn't Leroy put Jenkins. I didn't put Skrull on this wheel, but I should have. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. Skrull's just his own job category. Oh my. Mighty wheel of intolerance. Who is the most likely to Leroy Jenkins? She got chicken. <laughs> uh oh. Paladin. Paladin. <laughs> okay, that doesn't make any sense because the tanks are supposed to run in and pull. Forward. Well, yeah, I think so that makes perfect sense. Have your party behind you. If you don't have a healer or even your DPS behind you, you just run in and just try tanking everything. You know what? You know what? I love how half the chat was job. saying was saying monk. I think they've had personal experience. You know, you know what this is. This is not rating. Uh, rating. Leroy Jenkins. This was dungeon Leroy Jenkins. Yeah. This was I'm pulling until I hit a wall and they don't even realize that the uh the healer has gone yeah, AFK. Okay, okay. That's what okay, this is. If you say it that way, that's fair because yeah. and, you know Paladin doesn't realize the healer can't keep up and pulls everything in the wall. And we're being informed that Leroy Jenkins actually was a paladin. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. Well, okay. There you go. Okay. So that yeah. that's fair enough. All right. Um Nika, you got one? Yes, uh, which job is so full of themselves? They're always changing their glamour, looking in the mirror, getting everyone to see how beautiful they look in their new outfit. Who is the narcissist? Okay, this is going to be Red Mage. It's like this. It better be. (laughs) Red Mages will do this. I don't know. It's, uh, you might be surprised. Uh, no, it's it's going to be Red Mage. Everyone knows their new glamour. All right, Wheel of Intolerance. Tell us who is the most narcissistic job in the game. Oh my god, Paladin again? What is this wheel doing? Paladin off the wheel because it's broken. <laughs> Paladin no, is no. all over the place. There's no you know what this that, one is Paladin. Paladin is the... Uh, I can see that because, well, I mean, Nika 
very narcissistic plays <laughs> paladin I, okay i change my glamour like once or twice a year like okay. i don't actually care about glamour at all and i don't care about people looking at me i don't look at myself i don't care you look at yourself all the time with your horrible, ugly man glamours that are in like what? bikinis and stuff. And I, Nika right has now, to do her makeup before every stream. Right now, I'm on Monk. By the way, <laughs> uh, I think yeah, Paladin is definitely the uh, the Elizin of this go around because then we have like four get assigned yeah. to a single Elizin type last time. Yeah, I think I mean, Paladin. You know what? Also, Paladins always have to keep their armor shiny and clean and stuff. That makes a lot of sense. No, that's called hygiene, Juxta. You need to take a bath. <laughs> uh, I don't think I really need to. Uh, we beg to differ. We have to sit with you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Juxta, go ahead and give us one. All right. Let's uh, take another one from the chat. Sure. Uh, we're going to go with uh, VV239. Who is the biggest troll job? That you better got- be Ninja. This oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean look at No, yeah, you could totally troll the easiest ninja out of all the jobs. I mean, just something easiest. that juxtaplays. Easiest, sure, but what's? What, I mean, we need to dig deeper. We need to uh, bask in the knowledge of the wheel. Well, I mean, tr- trolling is an art form, so let's see what the wheel has to say about it. Oh, great wheel of intolerance! Who is the biggest troll job in FF14? Bard. Bard. Bard okay. is the ultimate yeah. troll job of FF14. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you can, uh, as Bard, whenever I would play Bard, I would just, like, DPS the mob, get aggro on it, and then I would just run around the room <laughs> so you can't get it back. <laughs> and then uh, if Anira was here, he'd probably tell us a story about the Bard that was pulling hate off him the one time. He was real mad about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, at Shiva. And it was his fault. So, yeah. And the chat is pointing out, Juxta, your first job was, uh, was Bard. Paladin. Oh, it was Paladin, Paladin. okay. But then I switched to Bard because they were OP and they didn't get nerfed. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so then I went to, be- to Bard. Fair enough. All right. I want to know, there's a lot, of, a lot of cool glamour in this game, and I want to know who has the worst of it. I want to know who this game's worst dressed job is. Who is just mm-hmm. hideous all the time? They're in, uh, they're in Eorzea's <laughs> People magazine is worst dressed. Exactly, yeah. They got a bunch of people who are on the red, car- uh, red carpet with lisps all talking about how they looked awful. All right. Wheel of Intolerance. Who is Eorzea's worst dressed? Summoner. <laughs> well, that giant ass horn, such an eyesore. So, uh, yeah, that, that is so last season. That is so last MMO. And they're always wearing wings, like they're some kind of like fake dragon. Mm. Like, come on, you're not a furry convention. No, you're, they- not, <laughs> you're not with a scalia right now. You don't need to do that. Am I still under <laughs> furry suspicion? Has that? Have I not been alleviated of that? No, no, no. Don't worry, you're not under furry suspicion. Oh, that's you're good. A furry c- Furry confirmed. Oh, that way that's not better. That's worse. Hey, oh, all right. Uh, uh, Kookie, do you have one for us, or who has one? Who is who wants to go? I'll take one. All right. <laughs> okay, I am going to because just saw this really funny one from the chat. I'm going to go with this one. Um, from Razor XX two three five. Which job always leaves after the first wipe? <laughs> oh God! Goes into the party finder. One wipe. One wipe. GTFO. 
Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. I because I hate people who do that. It's like anyone. You know, what you don't you don't hate people who do that? No, that's fair. I mean, everyone should know their job. You just get in there, get the mo- job I'm gonna say, done. Though, from experience, I feel like it's usually the tanks that do this. Oh, it's definitely the tanks because they are the ones tanks who can just healers. they can just rehue quick. It's never a DPS. It's no. no Capelli says it's a DPS for sure. It's no. We have to wait forever in those. Yeah, DPS don't like to queue again. It's Mm-mm. the worst when I'm like, I actually decide to go as monk. I finally get in and people leave, and I'm like, what the fuck? I have to go queue for 45 minutes again. Fuck. Yep, it sucks. All right, who is the most likely to bail after one wipe? Teddy says tanks leave before the first pull. <laughs> Dragoon! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, maybe we're like most likely to disconnect or something like that. I don't feel like we dodge out, or maybe this is my fellow Dragoon. No, it's probably like because you're always the first one to die, then you blame the healers and you leave. (laughs) Yeah, because you guys are so focused on the rules and the mechanics and stuff that if people aren't paying attention, you just drop out instantly. That makes sense. Oh, God. You know what? I'm a... I would I would stand here and defend my my people and argue it, but I'll be honest with you, I've had some runs recently where I'm just like I'm not dealing with this shit. I like wh- how how are, it, it is four weeks after this dropped. How are people wiping on A11 normal still? Like, sorry, it does get to me sometimes. I don't know, maybe maybe I I still think it'd be a tank, but the wheel hath spoken and I shall respect its decision. But I want right. to know. Oh, are you going? I got one, and we need to know that job that's always in the FC company house, just staring at uh, the scantily clad maids. Oh, no. We need to know who's the ERP creeper. Oh, no. Yeah, who's... Uh, how come How come every time I log in, you're always in your private room? How come mm-hmm. that? Why is the door locked? Yeah, okay. All right, oh wheel of intolerance. What job is the ERP creeper? Oh no. <laughs> ah, Christ. No. Is it Dragoon? Yeah. <laughs> that, no. <laughs> it's Dragoon. You know Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's because you could tell. They have that freaking long ass shaft that they're always thrusting around, <laughs> jumping on bones it. and shit. Man, oh god, it's. Uh, I mean, they do have a move that is a literal pole dance. Yeah, we I do. Mean, come on, uh, you know what? You're. I didn't consider that. We are the pole dancers. Mm, you know what? I'm switching to monk for Stormblood. No, they're always <laughs> on the floor. Welcome to the brood. They are always on yeah. the floor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What, what can I <laughs> that's say? Why they die, so they have an excuse to look up all the skirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why we're always on the floor. Oh God. They have, they have that fursona going. It's just gross. Oh, the chat is the chat's digging this. this heavy thrust. Do you need it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as good as penathrust. Penathrust was always the best for that. All right. Uh, five and you're done, huh? <laughs> five and you're done. All right. Uh, I want to know who is. The forty-year-old virgin. <laughs> Which job repels the opposite sex? Which repels <laughs> women? Which job Almost as good as Skuro? Exactly. Every every girl who plays fourteen says, "I'm open to dating people, but not blank." 
I mean, it could also be a, a girl plays this job and repels men. Come on now. Don't be sexist. Okay, that's fair enough. What? Which one repels the opposite sex? So, yeah, what... Uh... Or the same sex, Nika. Okay, repels the love interests. Okay. <laughs> repels people. We're, yeah, we're going to be very Which one LGBT prevents friendly. you from getting laid? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which one is going home alone at the end of the night? That's what's important. Uh, predictions. Any thoughts? Uh, probably Scholar or Summoners. You think so? Man. Well, they always have those pets creeping around. I wouldn't want to be seen being washed by your pets. Yeah, that's true. You gotta de-summon your pet. No, bro, he's he gets in on it. I'm going with Dark no. Knight. <laughs> Unless you're into that. Dark Knight is also pretty intimidating. I'm not sure I would approach it. I see. Machinist knows how to use tools. I feel like people would be into that. Yeah, mm-hmm. ma- especially in the in the job quest for machinists, they're good with, they're good with their hands. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going with Dark Knight, but let's see. Oh, great wheel, dragoon, because of uh, being the ERP creeper. Maybe, but you know, like especially for guys, we know how to work a pole. Just saying. All right. Oh, great wheel of intolerance. What job's going home alone at the end of the night? Who's the forty year old virgin? Monk. <laughs> what? It's Monk. Wow. Well, I can, no way. I can see that you're afraid. You know, maybe they're a little bit abusive or something like that. They got their hands and stuff like that. I don't know. But monks only use their hands. They know how to use their hands. Mm. Except, see, that's the problem. They're like they just punch and like work out so often that come on, nobody wants to like go home with that. It's like you're rock hard. You're not gonna well, see any action with that. We don't have Some to look. People at- just don't want a fisting. And maybe maybe no one can match the beauty of their own hands. Maybe that's really the problem. They're a forty year old version, not because they can't get laid, but they choose not to. And you know what? They're probably pretty stinky too. Mm. <laughs> they're not be a lot of the time. I think I think they're not masters of their own domain. <laughs> all right um nika give us one all right i would like to know which job spreads the most rumors about other jobs who is the biggest gossip girl who has to know who's in on all the drama all the time okay who's causing the fc drama mm-hmm. all right all right. Did you see what our PRP creeper did to uh, to the narcissist that other day? Oh, uh, uh. not good. Yeah. All right. Wheel of intolerance. Who is the gossip? Machinist. Machinist. Machinist is the gossip. <laughs> Well, they're in the back, so they can see everything is going on, and then they have to start shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, they get, they have a good view of everything. Probably got, you know, they're uh, putting cameras up in the bathrooms and stuff like that. I, I can see that. I mean, they don't do nothing. Just ask Skurro. You don't do shit, so. <laughs> ah, machinist the gossip. All right, I like that. Uh, let's take one from the chat. Let's see. Um... Uh, who whines that you don't know the mechanics? So a little bit different than uh, the rules Nazi. This is just the person who's immediately like, oh my god, you didn't even watch the video? <laughs> Check the happy video. God. Yeah. Ms. <laughs> Tech is there for a reason. minutes long. <laughs> uh, Alright. Wheel of Intolerance. Who's the one complaining about your lack of mechanics? 
gotta be a healer. <laughs> oh no, it's warrior! Warrior? Well, I, a tank, I can see doing it too. But I, I would have thought a healer. You know what? No, no, okay. Warrior's complaining because he's the one complaining in the chat that you don't know mechanics, and then he gets he's hit the by the AOE, yep. and then he falls down he, he, and gets the pony. Oh, yeah, oh we should have just uh, most likely to type while should be dodging. Uh, oh, I hate those people. Well, that fits Warrior to a T, though. I know. That might be Warrior. Mm. Or what about most likely to be reading their Twitch chat instead of paying attention to their raid? <laughs> Sorry, that was a... Uh... I'm going call it a cookie. Yeah, I know. Just playing. But it did happen. It did. I'm just playing. Uh, he does play a warrior. Mm, <laughs> you mm. was playing healer at that time, weren't you? Yeah, I was a white mage. <gasps> I knew it, Cookie. <laughs> so Miri Kennett asks, who's the biggest diva? Everyone this is more knows. so than the narcissist, right? This is the one. This who... is. I mean, narcissists just think they're the greatest. Divas are drama queens. Like you are, like you know, it's it's always got to be the center of attention. It's all. I have to be the center of attention, and if I'm not, then this isn't even worth doing. Like it's like this needs to be red mage. Ninja. Oh God, it has to be red mage. This is how much the people who want red mage have been bitching for it. Yeah. They have to be the center of everything. Yeah. All right. Uh, a wheel of intolerance. Please tell us. Who is Aorzia's biggest diva? Oh, it could be Black Mage, too, with their fucking circle. It could be. <laughs> oh, that fucking or, and it could be Monks, too, with their stacks. White Mage! No! Yeah! White yeah. Mage, yes! Yes, yes they yes. are! Okay, we are. Stop standing in the thing. I can't do my arrow three damage. It's so important. <laughs> Get stacked together for cure three. I'm not going to waste my mana on medica 2 okay <laughs> stacking for cure three stack for cure uh, i'm not gonna ass size you just just get out of my aoe <laughs> get out of my ass size you don't need an asuna for christ's sake <laughs> just just use your second wind you'll heal off all the poison damage i'm not wasting mp on asuna of all things oh my god Absolutely. Yeah, I'm getting hit by mechanics, and I won't have to see any. God, this is so many like raid groups that I've heard. This is so many Sophia EX runs. Don't pull until I have stone skin. Every single person. Thank oh. you, and I'm I'm not sassing stone skin. They want to say, "Oh, you got a drop I wanted. I'm not going to heal you anymore. Too bad, so sad." Listen, I look amazing in cleric stance, and that's what I'm staying. And you should tank better. <laughs> I look amazing. Oh God! Right. That red icon is my favorite color. <laughs> I have to have it up all of the time. All right, I think we're going to take one more, and I think it's a good one. I think. Uh, I think I know what you're going to get a pick. Um, where it comes from, Ryoku, <laughs> and who is the limit break stealer? What? Oh, like who uses it first? Yeah, who is the one who? Who's watching that bar when it hits two bars? Bam! Limit break. It doesn't matter if the boss is immune. If you're a healer, you gotta use that big ass move and make them shot. They stopped DPSing twelve seconds ago so they could make sure to hit the limit break yeah. as soon as it was up. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Who is the limit break thief? Scholar? Scholar. <laughs> Scholar, what are you um, doing? You know, we don't even need your level 2 limit break. It doesn't even make sense. But then they can keep DPSing. 
<laughs> That'll heal for them And they can keep their DPS up Yeah I'm gonna get us all back up to full With my scholar toot limit break And then I can go back to deep sing Wait, There was another one I really wanted to know Oh yeah what's that? <laughs> um, when you're walking through Idleshire And uh, you catch a bit of a conversation You don't really You didn't really want to hear uh, And you see two oh. jobs ERPing and safe Oh yes! <laughs> oh yeah! I I want to know which two jobs are most likely to be hanging around Isleshire, uh, ERPing right and safe, plain view for everyone else to see. You know what? I think in interest of 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 the show, we have to extend the bit for this one. Uh, absolutely. So we're gonna. I, spin wanna, the, I really want to know. We're gonna one. spin the wheel twice to find out who the two jobs most likely to be ERPing and say are. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Here's the first the one. Who are the star-crossed lovers? Yes. All right. <laughs> Wheel of intolerance. What jobs are most likely to be ERPing and say? All right. The first job is Paladin. <laughs> Paladin. Paladin is very likely. I. You know what? I can. I can see that. Kind of got that like that that kinky like oh you know, like I'm so pure, but now I'm being. Degraded, dejected, and degraded in public. I'm really naughty underneath. Yeah. Okay. You, mu- you must a turn me in the streets. Uh, turn me right now. You're in the sheets. Juxta, I'm gonna go ahead and need you to isolate Nika saying I'm really naughty underneath, so we can have that as a drop. Oh my god, no! <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna need that immediately. Thank you. Okay, no problem. All right, and wheel of intolerance. Who is our second job? Who's getting it on with that paladin? I hope it's Monk. That would be hilarious. Will Hallowed ground you? Ninja! (laughs) Ninja! Ninja's getting it on with the paladins! Uh, yeah, well, it makes sense, because we try to uh, turn the paladins from their righteous cause into the shadowy... Yeah, Ninja's kind of the... Like roguish, back, yeah, yeah. The, the ones that are kind of had to sneak around for a while, rough and tumble. You do it. You do it from behind. The paladin into their dirty ways. Oh, okay. Sneak, sneak attack, trick attack the paladin, doing it from behind. Yeah, there, old school. There we go. <laughs> oh, Nutter's gonna nut. All right. No. <laughs> I uh, on the on the note of of weird uh limit break radio pairings i do want to go ahead and once again acknowledge that we received a very very lovely fan fiction (laughs) between (laughs) between two of the members of this fine program and we will be reading it live on the air next week no, I know, I know everyone everyone wants it, but we can't do it when a Nero's not here. Like he told us to, but we we can't. We have we have to do it when he's here. He cannot miss this. And we're not gonna tell you who's involved either. You're gonna have to wait and find out, but but uh please look forward please look forward to it it's going to be great and we will have a dramatic reading of this lovely lovely fan fiction next week and if you have fan fiction about limit break radio you can send it in i don't know why you would but you can but but you don't really have to (laughs) i'd rather see the fan art i'm okay with the fan art fan fiction uh... nico wants erotic fan art no i did not say i did not say that e-word all fan art is valid just like jokes. Uh, okay, I mean, it's. I, I'm not going to invalidate your your art or your reason for making it. However, I don't necessarily need to see it. That's all. 
Uh, everybody needs to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, and that's going to bring us to the end of Racist Roulette 2. Look forward to it probably returning eventually at some point. It's always a fun little, a little bit for us to do. But speaking of bits... We have one more that we wanted to, to, to get out today. Uh, it's one that we've been working on for like four whole days. <laughs> Let's be kind of generous. Be, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, well, we came up with the idea for it on like Tuesday, right? I don't know. Uh, it's something that we've been wanting to do, though. Uh, we wanted to bring it to you today while Aniro's not here to tell us that we can't. So yeah. basically, so that way, when he has no get- say... <laughs> We get all these things out that we have in our brains. Right. Not that you necessarily need to hear them. That's correct. They are. But but you see, now that you've heard it, you're going to want more of it. And he can't say no to the fans. fans. That's that's correct. We love our fans. So, uh, Juxta, you are our resident astrologian. Yes, I have astrologian leveled. Yes. So <laughs> I have a level two. That doesn't make me. We uh, we wanted to. <laughs> you have to, you have to be physically fit to be an astrologian. I'm sorry. I am so physically fit. Have you seen my abs? Uh, you're kind of. <laughs> I don't want to say anything on the show, but Nika, you're kind of porking up a little bit. I'm not good. This is. I mean, maybe you say maybe, no. Look at me. Look at look at me. I I am maybe, right here in the center of the table. Check out check out these abs. Maybe just go easy on the cheesecake. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the Rollins Instead of that six cake. slice, maybe only do four. <laughs> look or at those abs. Look at those abs. She's trying to get her, her badonkadonk back. <laughs> it's just <laughs> not going to the right the place. Butt, the butt slider needs to come back. So, uh, <laughs> as our resident astrologian and future seer, we yes. thought, uh, you know, you should use your star divining abilities and maybe get us some horoscopes for our Eorzean fans. Well, sure. I can definitely do so, that. Those of you uh, who are, And uh, we want to assure everyone that these are all grounded deep in fact. Uh, every one of these is 100% guaranteed to come true. The astrologians have really divined into the stars and pulled these out of their deepest regions of space-time. Juxta stuff. certainly pulled it out of somewhere. That's that's for sure. <laughs> uh, we, re- we recruited only the best astrologians to come up with these. Absolutely. So uh, we have the ho- your horoscopes for today based on what uh, which of the twelve you follow. Yes. Uh, do you, to kick us off, yeah. uh, we have... Actually, how- to, kick, to kick us off, what I want to ask is, do you guys know what one yours is so, uh, we, can, uh, yes. so we can know this? I am, uh, I am Nafika, the matron. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is Birago, uh, the builder. Do you know yours, Jaxta? Uh I am uh, Nalfad, the traitor? All right, let's see. All right. I- uh, starting off with Hallone, the fury. That big promotion to officer you've had your eye on is going to be decided this week. So Tuesday will be your last chance to kill the cute Ellison and assume her identity. So, <laughs> oh God! If you want, if you want to get in there, if you want that promotion, it's going to her. You've got one chance to wear her skin. It's it's Tuesday. It's your last day. Get get on it. Damn. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, Josh, do you want to take the next one? All right, uh, we got uh, Menfina, the lover. Keep your link pearls handy today, as you will have to ask a friend you can crash on their couch during your free company's annual BDSM bash. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I hate when the BDSM bash happens every year. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, 
You can't miss it, though. That's for damn sure. Well, uh, all right, uh, you should get those, have those link pearls handy. You're going to need somewhere to stay this week. You don't want to get caught up in that. You know how it's going to happen. Someone's going to get hurt. Just just make sure that you uh, you have your link pearls handy. Uh, Nika. All right. Thaliac the Scholar. All good things come to those who wait. Remember that as the Dragoon, you spent the last three months training not to floor tank is scooped up by another raid team. Oh, that's going to be rough. Yeah. Uh, you know, all good things to those who wait, but you know, if you're, uh, when your dragoon gets picked up, it's just hard to believe sometimes. <laughs> who am I kidding? No one wants a dragoon in their, in their group. <laughs> you're happy to be rid of them. That's not true. No? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, dragoons are good. Dragoons are only the top DPS. All right. People refuse to acknowledge it. This goes out to Nymea the Spinner. A severe mistype will reveal your secret foot fetish this week. Next time you ERP, make double sure the Twitter window isn't open. <laughs> Man, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's just one mistell uh, mistel you don't want to get out there. I just think it's weird that every person who, who is under Nymea has a foot fetish. That's so... I've got to ask, uh, Escalia Damos is asking, when is LBR's BDSM bash? Uh, well, if you're... Uh... If you uh, it's, follow it's Menfina, if you follow Menfina, it's this week. <laughs> oh. So apparently, so yeah, have those uh, link pearls handy. Uh, All right, so we got Limian, uh, the Navigator. Okay. Be prepared for adventure when your local Aetherite sends you comedying into a vast pioneer land. Your lucky direction is south. Oh, okay. Uh, we're, we're, so we're uh -huh. they're being sent somewhere weird. That's going to be rough. You got to be careful. Uh, can, can you teleport back, do you think? Or do you just have to explore? Uh, you have to explore, uh, maybe meet some uh, princesses and uh, save the, the wilds, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a long, long, perilous journey. Okay. Uh, Nika, you have uh, beer go, so I'm going to take this one and then you can do your own. Okay. Uh, Ashan the Wanderer, variety is the spice of life. Mix things up by transferring to a JP server and experience a new culture. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. So you heard it, everyone. Ashan, get off my server. <laughs> <laughs> Go back. Go away. We don't want you here. Yep, that's we'll correct. build a wall and you can't come back. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want your kind. Get all those here. Ashan believers out of here. <laughs> all right. Mine, I am Birgo the Builder. Uh, investments in better home security will result in only losing two family members to Garley and Raze this week. Oh, okay. Oh, only as compared to what? How many did I lose last week? More than well, two, apparently. A lot more. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I got to double check on all my, uh, my, my sisters out there. You do. And yeah, get, uh, you know, get that home security up. It's important. Apparently. You're losing family members like crazy, man. Um, who wants to take right, Ralgar? So I got I got Ralgar the Destroyer. Mm. It's the season for sandcastles. Expect big opportunities when you venture to the beach this season. <laughs> what, <laughs> what opportunities? For big sandcastles. Oh, of to course. destroy them. Oh, okay. Or to destroy you're, them. You're gonna kick over little children's sandcastles. <laughs> and this is a nice beach season with the most biggest, awesomest castles. I think so, you destroy. Uh, Man, Eorzea is awesome where you can still go to the beach at Halloween. <laughs> it's a, Being from Michigan, yeah, I don't know what that's I mean, like. It's pretty... It, yeah, I mean... Yeah. Uh, there is right. some... There is a soul. Man, that's always warm. Uh, this is Azima the Warden. The stars say today is not a good day to shout in Idleshire. Change up your routine by posting ERP requests in Party Finder. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. That that's important. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta mix things up. You can't you can't just always be shouting in Idleshire. 
you don't want to be the guy that always shouts. You gotta just just spread your wings and fly. Uh, okay. who wants to take Naldol? I'll take Naldol because that's mine. That's my deity. Okay. Uh, Nodfell the traitors. Your chocobo will realize his dream of, dream of finding a better owner this week. Rearranged alternative transportation. My gosh. <laughs> you know what? Your reading skills are bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> it's telling you to arrange alternate transportation. That's what I said. Rearrange your alternate transportation. <laughs> alternative. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so... Uh, Choco Obama, why? <laughs> let's have uh, Nalthal. He would rather be with... I don't know. Who's, who's your worst enemy, Jackson? Be aware. They might steal him. Uh, that's me. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, please. Are stealing Choco Obama? I'm not stealing. Not- He's coming to hang out with me now. You're not that interesting to be my rival. Come but on. maybe the Chocobo just decided, though, that his loving and nurturing Care Bear ways are much better than the troll life. He can't. Oh he, he's God. out of that hashtag troll life. Natur- oh er, that natural curing way. He's, he's talking about a fur. Ew, gross. Jesus. Gross. Chocobama, get out of here. Jesus. Did Whoa. you even try? That was hard. All right. Oh uh, this one is mine, Nafika the Matron. The bit you wrote for your failing podcast will flop hard. Man, I feel bad for whoever that is. <laughs> no. Try again. All Try right. Again. Uh, Nafika the Matron. Your loser fantasy team will win a meaningless game against an awful opponent. Draft better next season. Hashtag get good. Mm. That's unfortunate. Well, these are very accurate. Juxta, well done, man. And she's not. She's not very uh, matronly. No, she. But, but she, you know what she tells like it is. Team, but didn't your team just win against a? Yeah, they, my loser fantasy team will win a meaningless game against an awful that opponent. Happened. I beat a Nero by two percent. It's great. <laughs> That's terrible. That is terrible. I agree. Uh, and I want to take this last one. I'll, I'll do the last one. Um, Alfic the Keeper. The key to everlasting youth lies within. Ron buried cheesecake is the lock. <laughs> you can decipher that however you wish. Juxta, you had to have written that one. <laughs> you sure did. Yeah, okay. Like, there's no way this I was mean, me or Nico. He, he, no, he looked into the stars. Oh, okay. I mean, well, yeah. He, I mean, the found, stars he brought me. that up. All right, and that is the uh, your very first Aorzean horoscope, courtesy of Limit Break Radio. Uh, definitely some 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 bad horoscopes this week. It's gonna be a, a rough a rough week for for. Gonna the- lose some family members <laughs> again, apparently. <laughs> unless you're unless you're with Ralgar the Destroyer, then you're gonna have a great time destroying all those sandcastles. That's true. He had a, he had a real go on, but we've we've got some foot fetishes being revealed. Uh, we've got a we've got a BDSM parties happening in people's uh, free companies. Like and and a Wait, cute that's a bad thing. Well, I don't know. I mean, you always bash on ERP. I would assume so. Well, yeah, but this isn't ERP. This is something good. You don't think that they're ERPing while the BDSM is going on? Come on, get real. <laughs> How would you do BDSM without ERP? Wait, exactly. Okay. Anyway, and unfortunately for a bunch of cute elves and girls, they're about to get butchered and be warned. So that's it's going to be a rough week in Aorzea. But you know what? We're gonna we're gonna get there. So. With that, we have about 30 minutes left in the show today. We have got to get to some emails because we have not gotten to emails in nigh a month. And <laughs> they are, we have 56 pages of them. Like, we have to get through a couple today. So we're going to check in with the FFFL and then we are going to uh, head into some emails. So, without further ado, let's see what's going on in the FFFL. 
Alrighty guys, good afternoon FFFL fans. Week 11 turned out to be an exciting race to the finish as we had some of our most shocking results of the entire season. First though, the meaningless. The Balam T-Rexars pulled off a last second win against the Red Wings. Review of the security footage shows that at halftime, the players got bored and left, allowing actual T-Rexars to storm the field and play the second half. They go to 6-5 and five, while the Red Wings fall to 0-11. Oh Damn! That is so depressing that you almost lost to the fucking Red Wings. I was losing until the last day. I don't even know how I came back. I was, like, at the beginning, I was down, like, 80%. Yes, I think, you I were. think Surrey might have had something to do with that. Uh, dude, it Aww. was it was almost <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, the Melusine Marauders pulled out the victory in a must-win week, taking down El Negro Grande to try and stay in the playoff hunt. They also moved to six and five, while El Negro Grande falls to four and seven. In a result that surprised no one, the Chickabos thrashed Beambo USA, running their record to ten and one as Beambo remains winless at zero and eleven. In our upset shocker of the week, the Juggernaut has been felled. That's right. Titan's Banana Hammock marched into the Chaos Shrine and defeated the Super Senpai Megaforce by a narrow margin. The win locks up their playoff spot and eliminates the Melusine Marauders from contention. They go to 8-3 while the Super Senpai Megaforce falls to 10-1. And, and in wow, our closest... That is... I know, that is, right? that is amazing. It is outstanding. Papa Woody and his team... He had a PR team this the, week. The only two teams in the league, I believe... No one of three teams in the league to have not changed their roster this season. Hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you, what do you, you got any, uh, any comments on that pop? I've heard some that there was some uh, allegations being thrown around regarding your win. Last night, there was some allegations. We had a really active battle going on. I was hurt by those allegations (sighs) and I, I am very upset by everything wow. I've said. I'm just hurt and I don't know what else to say but I'm just hurt. You know what You know what helps feeling hurt? Winning. A win. And going to the postseason. <laughs> That's you know what, what helps yeah. feeling hurt. You know, I, I did put out there that I'm going to post a poll on what I'm going to wear if I win the uh, title. Okay. And, and you bribed for your votes. I did. And I'm Everybody putting up, does. I'm putting up the Twitter poll right now. Oh. And it's either I will wear an adult diaper <laughs> or a banana hammock. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. It has to be the banana hammock. Please, yeah. please let him lose. So please eliminate the, him from the postseason. I'm not, on, I'm not oh. sure what Twitch's policies are with this, however. It's okay. I, I, they can ban me. I don't give a shit. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to do that on your stream, not ours. <laughs> right. Okay. Restream that. Um, can you stream? Can you wear this during extra life and stream it? Why do you want that? Twenty four hours? I don't know. I just think it'd be hilarious. I'm gonna be out of stuff. I've I've worn banana hammocks before, so it wouldn't affect me too much. <laughs> oh really? All right. Wow. On that horrifying right, on note. That note. Yes. Okay. Let's move into our closest match of the season: the Verminion Lords. Pulled out the tight win against the Edelweiss Avengers. While the scoreboard read a 50-50 split, astute observers will notice that 111 votes were cast, and the blue check mark resides with the Verminion Lords, who win by a score of 56 to 55. They go to five and six as the Avengers fall to six and five. And that brings us to our final week of competition before the postseason. The Eastern Division is already decided. They will be sending the Chickabos and Titans Banana Hammock 
quick. However, the Western Division is not quite locked up. The Super Senpai Megaforce will go for sure, but the second place is up for grabs. If the Edelweiss Avengers were to lose and the Verminion Lords win, they will sit tied at 6-6. Six and six. The tiebreaker would be their head-to-head record, but they've won- each won one game against the other. So if this happens, there will be a one-day vote for a tiebreaker to determine who goes to the postseason. Now on to our matchups for the week. The Edelweiss Avengers start us off as they travel to the Wolves' den to take on the Melusine Marauders. After being eliminated from contention, they'll shift into the role of spoiler. The Balam T-Rexars continue finishing the season with worthless games as they finish up on the road in the Midgar slums against El Negro Grande. Fresh off their huge win, Titans Banana Hammock will travel to the Gold Saucer for a match with the Verminion Lords. With a playoff spot already sealed, the Banana Hammocks are now in a spoiler role as they prepare for the postseason. Competing in the Toilet Bowl this season, the Red Wings will travel to Quarry Mill for the match no one wanted to see. That's right, the 0-11 Red Wings will meet 0-11 Bimbo USA to determine just who is the worst team in the league. That'll be a good one. And on the other end of the spectrum, the 10-1 Chickabos will hit the road, traveling down to the Chaos Shrine for their match with the 10-1 Super Senpai Megaforce. The winner takes home the best record in the league and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Our final waiver wire will be... Hero. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh. Nika. Ni- wait, wait, hold on. We, uh, Nika, do you have any uh, any comments about your upcoming match with the Senpai Force? That he and I are going into this very um, respectful of each other, and we are not going to be pulling for votes. We want the best team to win. So please check out Little Rick Radio blog and look at the characters and actually vote for the team you think is the best. Thank you. And I love that it came to this because this was not set up. This was just how the the scheduler on yahoo made it so that was sweet all right we've had some criticism of the league in the past few weeks the waiver wire has been kind of lackluster and the waiver wire board in their wisdom has blessed us with a strong waiver wire this week so for the final waiver wire you can pick iroha valeneral arciella who the Lilliset. fuck is Valaneral? He's my base! <laughs> it's all of Nika's base. But I can't choose him because he's not a Chickabo. You can also pick Juxtaposition, Kalolandis, Nika Kayanian, Escalia Ryumasa, Papa Woody, what? and Skuro, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know. Can we force our waiver wire onto someone? <laughs> can you make someone <laughs> draft someone? No. <laughs> uh. Our final waiver wire order will be Gordor, Surin, Kahlo, Escalia, Papa Woody, Mad Hatter, Aniro, Nika, Malkithera, and Juxtaposition. And ladies and gentlemen, make sure you head over to LimitBreakRadio.com this Tuesday night and check us out on Twitter.com slash LimitBreakRadio to cast your votes in the FFFL. It's kind of weird when I have to outro myself. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. I never thought I'd say this, but I miss (laughs) Aniro. Come on. All right, we should dive into some emails, I think, because we have not gotten to do emails in so long. And no, answering some questions in the chat, no, Kuki is not uh, available because she is already on a team, as is a Nero. So neither of them were available on the waiver wire. Yeah, Malazine Marauders have Kuki. Yep. And the Verminion Lords have a Nero. That's correct. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, hop into some emails. Who wants to read the first one? Uh, I think you should take the first one, Scalia. Hey, LBR. You guys sure did a good networking job at FanFest 2016. No matter where I went, there was always someone mentioning LBR or any of your members. This applies especially to Scalia, which which was often described as the world's nicest person. Oh, thank you. 
I must admit that I had way too much fun seeing people cringe when I told them that this pink-haired person is Limit Break Radio. I think many people, <laughs> I think many people at FanFest realized that their hatred of LBR is unjustified. Sadly, Aww. Square Enix proved once more that they suck at organizing events, but Yoshi P, Soken, Koji, and the FF14 community more than compensated for it. The FanFest passed by so fast that we weren't able to meet with everyone we wanted to. We wish we could, we wish we could have managed to go to the LBR after slash in between party, but at least we did find a store that sold vodka at ten dollars per liter per liter to fulfill our metric system thirst and that's from raggins from order of the blue garter thank you raggins their metric system thirst because they're canadian right yeah i managed to run into him at last fan fest but not this one i ran it i think i interviewed him yeah i ran into him he was a good nice guy yeah, I t- uh, we found him at the uh, at the Blue Cock uh, Cafe, and we hung out for a little bit. It was a good time. Nice. Uh, Jarsta, you're being requested to read this next one. Yep, I shall read this next email. It's kind of long from, uh, let's see, Regnus Beov of Adamantois. All right. Dear LBR, if it's all right, can Juxta or Kahlo read this over the air? Yes, I can. I'll try to keep the email brief, but there is so much I would love to share with the crew. First thing, I want to say that that FanFest was absolutely incredible. My wife, Hannah, and I flew in to Vegas from Boise, Idaho. From the moment we touched down, we knew that FanFest was something we would never forget. We have never been to Vegas before, and we could already tell that it was going to be a blast. After when we went through registration, we ran into some familiar faces. I could not believe how approachable my favorite Final Fantasy streamers were after taking some pictures with Mr. Happy and Sly from the Dream Network. What happened next started our adventure into something bigger and better than our expectations. Three very nice gentlemen waved us down and after seeing our FanFest badges and told us there would be a party later that evening. They pointed to the host of the party and asked if I heard, heard of LVR. LBR, of all people that I ran to FanFest, was running... Uh, sorry. You were doing LBR, so good. <laughs> I know, I was. That's because I had to scroll. That threw me off. LBR, of all the people that I ran to at FanFest, running into you was very important to me. I was going through a very rough part in my life, and I was in a very dark place. My family and friends were very concerned for my health, and I felt like I had hit rock bottom. One night at a job I hated, I typed into a podcast search engine, FF14. Limit Break Radio was at the very top of the list. I started listening to the show during the hashtag get good episode when the host discussed coil story mode. Shortly after that, things started getting better for me. I met my wife in the game, got accepted at a university, and moved closer to my family. Wow, talk about turning it around. Yeah, seriously. Holy cow. That's basically everything in life, isn't it? I need to subscribe to this guy's newsletter. (laughs) (laughs) You need to subscribe to LBR, you mean? Uh, (laughs) I've listened to every episode since hashtag get good, and I plan on listening to every episode you produce. LBR was there for me when I needed it, and I want you to know that I'll always be here for you, too. When I told Juxta my story about how the host had gotten to me through such a hard time, he teared up. That's very true. Uh, Meeting with you, meeting with you uh, all meant so much to Hannah and I. Lemon Break Radio is more than a podcast. It's more than a Twitch stream. It's a feeling that everyone experiences differently. I know I'm not the only person you have touched, but thank you so much for all that you continue to do for the community. Your loyal friend and fan, Regnus Beov of Adamantois. Jeez, I'm going to cry. Oh, that was nice. I know. What a great email. <laughs> that was so nice. Thank you so much, uh, Regnus. That's like, 
Wow. Um, yeah, I know. It's like it's like what <laughs> yeah. I said when I met you. Uh, literally, the highest compliment is saying that you were in a dark place and we helped you out of it. So thank you so much for that. Exactly. There's nothing that you can tell, and like not just us, any entertainer. There's no nothing greater that you can hear than that. Yeah, seriously. Oh, uh, Josh, how about you read this next one too? It's real short. No, come on. <laughs> I think you got this one. <laughs> Fuck you. No, I'm actually tearing up thinking about that. So okay. it's like I can do the next. I'll do the next two. I got this. You got it? Okay. This is from Melisa. Reus Iraq from Hyperion. <laughs> Guys, it was a pleasure finally meeting you at FanFest this year. Oh, God. Always wanted to chat with you all and thank you for your kindness and awesome work. Elisa, or Liz- Elisa Reus Iraq Hyperion. God, that was really hard. <laughs> you read the long one fine and then just choked up on the I know. I'm like crying, man. Like that. There's feels in that email. I know. Okay. Okay. You can take this one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll take the next one. Hello, Limit Breakers. My character name is Sasha Fierce, World Sargatanis. So my FC mates noticed that the Derplander, the main character in every CG opener, is now a monk in the 4.0 trailer and that he always picks a class that his party doesn't have. He was an archer, a warrior, a dragoon, and now a monk. Going with this trend, which do you think he will pick next? How will it explore the rest of Eorzea or rather the rest of the world? How do you think it will affect the future storyline? Thank you for your time and stay fierce. Um, I'm trying to think of his. Wasn't there a bard in his party though? Wasn't there a Mikote bard, I, an archer? I mean, and the one he's from the 1.0, right? Like his party had a Mikote bard. I thought they did. A Mikote archer. And I no, mean, if if no, he you was, watch, go ahead. No, go on. Thank. Uh, if if you watch that, um, the answers trailer where uh, Louis Swat helps us out and all that other shit, there is a Mikote fighting next to the warrior. Yeah, I, I thought they had an. I don't remember him being an archer either. And I, no, I don't. Think oh so. no, yeah, okay. And the one point oh, uh, not the trailer, but the the actual like cutscene. Cut he has the bow and arrow, and he's fighting alongside uh, Marauder and an um, uh, Rogan and Marauder, a Elizin Gladiator, and a Taru Taru Conjurer. Lalafell. Yeah, Lalafell Conjurer, and. Uh, and he, they're fighting that uh, that Marlboro. That's the archer. Oh, wow. and he was, a, oh, he was an yeah. archer back then. Oh my god! Yeah. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, but at the same time, in the last couple trailers, he hasn't. He's been kind of solo in it. So I don't know. Yeah, if that's true. But what other what that. other things were in his party? What they had a they had a, a black mage or thaumaturge. Yep. They had, and they had they had well, a, they didn't have mage. a red mage. Calling it the next expansion <laughs> no. after this will focus on. Astrologian and Red Mage. Oh my god, <laughs> that sounds like the worst expansion ever. Oh, actually, I feel like it, it's due time that a, I mean, he was a warrior, but the entire of like 2.0 didn't focus on warriors. Like, Dragoon was a, a main hitter in Heaven's Word, and we know Monk is going to be a main hitter in Stormblood. So I feel like he should be a paladin in the next one. No, no, see, this is how it's going to be. <laughs> Uh, all of them are all physical, uh, physical DPS. Goes archer, uh, War- warrior, warrior, and monk. warrior is not a physical DPS. Warrior well, a physical attacker. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, so, and we don't really need another tank. So it's going to be ninja for the next one. Uh, you know, gonna, if we go to Doma or something, I could totally see that. The crater of Doma. Exactly. We're going to go there and check out the <laughs> nuclear holocaust of people that are in the crater. <laughs> and we can rebuild Doma. Make I could, Doma great again. I could see it being summoner if we do like a like almost a theme of like the primals rising up against Garlemald. Oh. Maybe like we maybe we complete that what the Garleans feared all along. 
yeah, the Garleans' goal was to let, like capture the primals or just make sure that they didn't or like harness their yeah. powers, but make sure they weren't reigning free. Right. They recognized the primals as being the only thing that could stand up against them, or so they thought. So, so we need summoner because I mean, we've already Yoshi has already kind of soft slipped that we will be going to Garlemald in the next expansion. Hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Like it's not storm, but the one after that. So it could be, it could be summoner. I could see that actually. Okay, but here's the problem: How are you gonna animate a stupid book wielding nerd? Come on. Yeah, it's not as epic as that like Tekken Street Fighter trailer we got this time around. Here's the problem: It's gonna be physical. Here's the problem: If they do summoner, they'll have to animate like a sweet summon, like him actually summoning something cool to fight for him, and then everyone's like, "When do I get that?" You don't. You don't. Only the dirt plan. Yeah, you're never going to get that. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, This next one's from uh, Mitch Strife of Exodus. Uh, I'm sure that you are inundated with emails after FanFest and the release of the new 4.0 trailer. So, I will understand if you don't get to my email during this week's show. Well, we got up to the week week after. Close enough. Uh, That being said, I wanted to share a little theory that I have about the new jobs that will be coming with the new expansion and get your thoughts on this theory. I think that there may be a possibility that Red Mage and Blue Mages end up being subclasses for monk here's why first of all square enix has been known to take core final fantasy bits and turn them on their head from time to time some of those things are well received and some of them are very much not well received taking two traditionally sword wielding classes and making them hand-to-hand melee classes would be very much outside the norm which i think is exactly what yoshi p is looking to do with stormblood another bit came from the trailer when at the end the two very noticeably had a red and blue aura about them when they decided that shit was getting serious there is also a part of the trailer that went largely unnoticed if you look at the warrior of lights outfit there is a coral print on it i think uh which i think is very blue mage slash beastmaster since blue mages are known for using enemy skills on top of all that are the scarlet witch shirt that yoshi p was wearing and the rising event with the dev room what comes next red or blue i could end up being entirely wrong we'll find out in the japan fan fest i guess but there were just too many different pieces that fell in line with this theory to ignore them side note nobody has mentioned how awesome it is with the release of patch 3.4 that we can directly report rmt activity and the noticeable lack of recent tell spams has been wonderful anyway love you guys love the show keep up the awesome work shout out to the exodus server and my fc northern sky the best bunch of chuckle fucks you could ever hope to derp a dungeon with mitch fi uh, mitch strife of the exodus server i'm gonna say don't count on it yeah well i mean yoshi has already come out and said that that subsystem they do not want it right do. they didn't like the subclass thing no, no, I no. I mean, maybe and that's just a huge red herring. Yeah, they don't like classes and jobs in general. And they're just, I mean, that's why the most three recent jobs were just jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't, and unless it's a huge red herring and they're, and, and the, the system rework is meant to completely get, dive into uh, the class system, which I, I don't think so. No. That said, Blue Mage, I can see. Red Mage and Blue Mage being the two jobs, on the other hand, I yeah. could see as a theory sure i just don't like I, yeah. you miss you miss said samurai yeah, well, uh, oh did i sad at japan did i did i did i miss say samurai hmm. you did Interesting. you said you said something that sounded like b- blue something no red mage and blue mage and then probably dancer for the tank that sounds about right <laughs> yeah that seems like it could be <laughs> the old man sir <laughs> oh god um yeah all right uh nika you want to do this next one sure this one is from Carl. 
Salt says Carl. Thanks, hey, Carl. LBR crew. I wanted <laughs> Hi, to let Carl. you know that I thought your interview with Susan Calloway was fantastic. I liked her questions and I liked her answers. But more importantly, I liked how you introduced Susan. When you introduced her for the interview, your compliments and descriptions were about her vocal performances or work. You did not once make any comment about how beautiful she is. Not saying she isn't, by the way. Too many news, and I use the word loosely, news outlets, when conducting interviews with women always mention how beautiful the woman is. But unless it's a beauty pageant, I don't care about what she looks like. I want to know her stance or opinions on the discussion topic. And it really pisses me off how a woman's beauty seems to be the only thing people care about. So I applaud you for not mentioning her appearance, especially since the podcast wouldn't show her anyway. From Carl. Uh, well, that's a compliment for a Nero. Uh, but I'll mm-hmm. take it anyway. Yeah, we'll take You're it anyway. Uh, abs- no, I get it. <laughs> Dibs. Absolutely. And uh, when you talk to Susan Calloway, and we want to thank her again for giving us so much of her time and for being so kind to us over the past uh, few weeks, and really since the first time we had her on the show. And, uh, and even now, like every time we post something or tag her, she likes and comments, like, oh, oh my gosh, this is like, is this real life? Yeah, we're besties now, basically. <laughs> that's, that's that's where it's at. Uh, but no, we want to thank her so much for her time and for giving us such a, a nice interview with such good answers, and no pun intended. Uh, and yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct, though. I mean, while Susan is, of course, beautiful, it she's a singer and we're on an audio only program and that doesn't really lend itself to it. It's much better to focus on her vocal performances, which I mean, obviously the night before she had just given a beautiful one. So that's what we wanted to talk about. I'm curious now, like I know that he mentioned that like in general, when people interview women, they say that, but I'm curious about the other podcasts that interviewed her, if how they introduced her now. Yeah. I, I wonder, Hmm. Imagine if Susan started <laughs> watching LBR. Now I want to know. I think Susan <laughs> does occasionally listen to LBR, but you know, who knows? Yeah, I'm sorry. Susan. She hashtagged us best peeps ever on Instagram. She, so, she, I mean, yeah. she did say that we're the best show. Like that's a quote. So it's like she doesn't <laughs> even know us. I think I think she said best show. Uh, next, I show have heard her on a few other podcasts, and they never mentioned her beauty either. Well, that's why I was wondering: but did they mention her beauty or not? I don't know. No, no, they did not. Well, okay. that's good. Yep. But we did it first, so fuck <laughs> other <Yeah>. podcasts. <laughs> Take that, dick nuts. <laughs> All right. Next email is from uh, Nayo Darkwin of Sergeant Anus. Hello, LBR crew. After watching the keynote, I am convinced the two new jobs will be Red Mage and Samurai. I mean, if they're only introducing two jobs, like the sig- silhouette suggests, then these two make the most sense. Red Mage. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Wait, 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 no, wait. I have. Is that the real reason people keep saying only two jobs? Because there's only two silhouettes. Like, it was a male and a female. There's only two genders. No. Two whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, my I, God, Nika. I am not going to touch that. That jerk all Okay, two genders, two genders in a game. Two genders in the game. There's not. a male gender oh and a female God. gender. You cannot oh make my any gosh. other genders in the game. Hashtag 73 genders, Nika. Nika. Okay. <laughs> Nika. Just Jesus. Nika. I, have heard, I have heard so many people say only two jobs. And is that really where they're getting their, their bases from? Nika, you uh, can't make any other sex in the game. You can make plenty of genders. <laughs> okay, if you want to get technical. <laughs> Go back to Baumon! I have a character right, in Baumon. Any, anyway, anyway. No, you're all, stay Baumon. there. No, uh, it's a decent, uh, decent evidence, but no, I think most people are latching on to that interview Yoshi said when he said that three jobs was a, a big undertaking. Yeah, when he re- expressed regret about that. Although... Now that he has actual like funding again, maybe he won't mind having a third job. Now he can actually hire someone to do it. I feel like if you don't add a tanky healer and a DPS, it's going to unbalance the no. the D- 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 finder. No, it's fine as long as you the uh, DPS is the one you skip. 
can we finish the email okay yeah go thank you he's just so mean to neo darkwind anyway red mage is going to be the melee version of summoner slash conjurer uh you will have to equip either dps skills or healer skills maybe in the middle of the fight with the new changes to skills that they announced, this would not be outside the realm of possibilities. This would also mean there would be a tank spot open, and sorry to say this, Nika, but that means Samurai will be the tank. Wait, why sorry to yeah, Nika's not going to be mad about that. Dude, if, if Samurai thrilled. is a DPS or a tank, I won't mind, because that means I can stay the tank in my, in my party and still play Samurai. That is the ideal situation, actually. But what if it's a DPS? Then we'll have to find some new tanks, because I'm pretty sure our other tank is changing to Red Mage. <laughs> Uh, the only thing that has me doubting these predictions is what uh, Japanese fan festival is next, and Yoshi P teased Red Mage with his shirt for the next announcement. If they were to announce Samurai, it would be Japan and not Europe. Crazy fan wishing and maybe the sound of reasoning, you guys can decide. Anyway, hope you guys had fun in Vegas. We sure did. Neo Darkwind of Sergeant Anus. Um... Uh, <laughs> Okay, Dre Poetic in the chat just brought up a good point. We're probably not getting a new race like we did last time. So instead of having to add all new animations and new things for like Ra, how they had to do that, maybe they could focus that into a third job. <sighs> not getting our Viera still. That makes me sad. I want to have another job or another race. That's part of the fun. But do you think, but looking at, we're going to Alamigo and there's Gollumald influence and all that. Do you really think there is another? I can't see there yeah, being another race. What would be there? Who cares? Fucking rabbit women. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, the, the Viera have just been hiding out there. Sure, why not? Why not? Sure, okay. They're, they're hiding in the shroud. Because that's what rabbits do. They hide in trees. No beer until we go to Dalmasca. Okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. But yeah, I think uh, you're pretty much spot on with Red Mage and probably Samurai. Mm. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it now Red Mage, Healer, Samurai, Tank. Just, just from the armor classes alone. I mean, I f and I really do feel like that the boss they showed how to sword that didn't quite look like a Dark Knight sword and was definitely bigger than a Paladin sword. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. yeah. Alright, let's take one more and then uh, I think we're going to wrap it up for the day. Uh, so, hey guys, hope you had a blast at FanFest this year. I just wanted to say a few thoughts on the trailer. There's a ton of debate as to who this mysterious woman in red is and what job she is portraying. I'm about 99% sure the woman in red is a dancer fighting no. the warrior of light who is a monk nope. slash pugilist in this short trailer version. Ribbon-like material comes out of the arm guards with a steel tassel at the end. She tries to attack the warrior of light with these before having the ribbons once again retract back into her arm guards. Now hear me out uh, on this as just speculation. So put on your tinfoil hats because here it comes. <clears throat> Number one. During the Q&A panel at the Please Look Forward To It live stream, someone asked about the ribbons in the trailer before being abruptly cut off and skipped to another question as if to avoid spoilers, as if ribbon was one of the safe words to skip or avoid. This could go for any questions asked regarding 4.0 at all. Number two, in Final Fantasy Airborne Brigade, the dancer is a job available after obtaining a level 5 thief and a level 10 red mage. The preferred weapons for the jobs are daggers and fists. The job specializes in both agility and intelligence abilities. Uh, this job is involved in the requirements to unlock the black belt and ninja jobs the image of the dancer is shown with the ribbon mm. uh number three in the trailer uh the intro to their appearance is of the warrior of light is Jeez, this is not written well. In the trailer, the intro to their appearances is the Warrior of Light meditating while the Lady in Red is dancing. There are several speculations that can go into this, such as Pugilist acquiring a Dancer Stone. Yes, Yoshi P did say that the expansion will revolve around the 
blank class, putting his fists up, referring to Monk. I don't remember him saying Monk, though. They sh- uh, they're they shown in two silhouettes in the new job slide, which viewed in such a way, I can see the woman's silhouettes in a red mage garb with high boots and a skirt. If the male silhouette is a samurai, it was hard to see any indications of any sam weapon. I- Does anyone else think that they were just... I thought they the were just generic, generic. silhouettes yeah. of a female and a male. That's what I thought too. Like, that's yeah. I don't. I don't see what people are reading so far into that. Uh, there are several options here, obviously, and hinted at in the past. Red Mage, Dancer, Samurai, and Rune Knight. This may be too much to I- implement in an expansion. I remember when Ninja was released before Heaven's Board. They are also taking a bit longer to develop this bigger expansion, as it was said. Uh, as being at least as big as Heaven's Board. I can't wait for this expansion, as more will be revealed from here on in, starting from patch 4.5. Let me know your thro- thoughts, Zemless Prower. P.S. Callo. Too bad I wasn't at FanFest this year. Maybe next year you can punch me in the face if you can find me, because I so-called that nutkin. Heart. Uh, Heart? That's a, or a that's face. A, smiley face. A smiley, that's face. A, smiley face. That's a happy face, buddy. Listen, I know Zemless. He meant heart. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I want to point out as somebody who plays Monk that is already very dancey and flowy and flippy and like just just put on fists of wind and watch your arms dance like it is I mean, that's what Chinese Kung Fu is all about is the flow and the grace and the dancing and I and the Warrior of Light was also using some pretty flowy moves she just happened to have ribbons on her arms so they looked to be a lot more dancey but if he had ribbons on his arms it would look like he was dancing too so okay i can't but, see that being dance or confirm except in the trailer i mean believe me i slowed this down for <coughs> research purposes but uh, uh-huh. the, <laughs> gross. the uh the uh <laughs> the ribbons are actually being used as weapons like it is like has those like little graphical swipe effects like in smash brothers when you're like swiping with uh, like uh like uh sheik's whip or whatever it's it's got the swipe animation so she's definitely attacking with those ribbons i mean it would be a cool addition somehow to monk i just can't see it being a whole new class i don't know because we know the lore of monk like there was different factions ones that supported the tyrant king ones that didn't they were obliterated and garley and because of the uh shift of power and the weakness the garlands took over and now take control of alamigo i can easily see that there are some kind of you know underground rebellious force that has been secretly training in the ways of the monk and over time i know it's only been 20 years but i can still see that over time that the 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 style would change a little bit like they would use different weapons or they would use a little bit different style but I still would think with the history of Alamigo that it would be a monk. Now, whether or not we will acquire said stance of this monk is another story, because if this is unique to like, you know, a group of 50 people who are an underground rebellion, why would we really learn it? I don't know. I mean, we can only wait and see, but I can't see this being a whole new class confirmation. I mean, this is just a trailer. Remember what happened with 3.0 trailer, guys? Come on. And, yeah, I mean, and the fact is, people were saying that, the, you're right, the Heavens War trailer, we show him as a Dragoon, and he's fighting with a bunch of all the other Lancers and Dragoons, but that really didn't pertain to the story at all. Um, we know that the, the Ralgar's Reach, or wherever they're fighting, is actually a place we'll get to go. They did tell us that, but whether or not that these characters fighting even means anything is another story as well especially because the i mean look at the way we saw them fighting like they literally look like we were playing street fighter or tekken and we know that that is not how we're going to be playing this game so they are obviously over over graphically like you think we're going to be pushing a to punch or like square to punch triangle to whatever no that's not they said that they're going to rehaul the combat system so i mean maybe we're going to be playing tekken we're going to start getting an action like kingdom hearts 
fight. I don't know. We're not going to get an action button masher in this. This is not what this is going to be. Maybe that one point oh. Maybe it's going to be uh, a fighting game in uh, 4.0, and uh, Monk and Dancer are the two classes that you're going to be able to pick from it. It's definitely just, <laughs> it's definitely just beautiful prettiness for the trailer, and maybe to hint at a character, a new character that's going to be introduced. But I just can't see this. I don't know. I, I think that people are reaching when they say that it's a whole new class and that this is whatever. I agree. I, I, and I just think like anytime you get one of these first teaser trailers, they don't put anything too exciting in it. You got to take it all with a grain of salt. So uh, we'll find out, I guess, as we move closer to JP Fan Fest in December over Christmas, no less. Thanks for that, by the way. That's going to be lovely. So... <laughs> That's yeah, that is really strange because there are plenty of people that celebrate Christmas. I know, Christmas, so. it's weird. <laughs> I don't understand why they would put it on Christmas Day, but okay. All right, that's going to do it. Perfect time for it. That's going to do it for today's episode. I want to give a huge, huge thank you uh, to my co-hosts today, uh, Juxtaposition and Nika Kayanian, for helping me get through this absolute cluster bleep of a show. I don't know why I bleeped that. Uh, yeah, Cluster bleep. Yeah, like absolute cluster fuck of a show. Uh, but it was a fun time. It was a good time. Thank you all to the to everyone who tuned in. We had, we had some 170 people, I think, at our, at our max today watching for putting up with me as I try to shuffle my way through this mess i promise you anira will be back next week and you will not have to deal with me doing this again uh nevertheless i hope the show was enjoyable for you guys i hope you all had a great time and uh, we're gonna start getting ourselves ready for final encounter cast which will go live over at our sister channel twitch.tv slash final encounter cast at 5 p.m eastern time go ahead and tweet about how much you liked us better than when anira and Kelly are here yeah we, let's yeah <laughs> let's start the nikalia position movement here on the show <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that'll be that'll be great. I'm sure everyone will be tuned in on that. So uh, the FEC is going to work a little bit differently than it normally does because we don't have some of the uh, the production sounds that we normally ha- would have. We're going to actually be doing a uh, recording, whereas normally we just you know we broadcast it live and that's what the show is. This is actually going to be just us getting the recordings for us to later compile into an episode. But we're still going to do that live free so you guys can get the episode. It's just going to sound a little different than it normally does. So, I hope you'll all tune in uh, for that over at twitch.tv slash finalencountercast at 5 o'clock. Thank you so much again. I want to thank everyone who's been hanging out in the audience. I want to thank our intern, Papa Woody, for hanging out with us yeah. uh, throughout the call today. Giggling thank you so much. Giggling in the background. <laughs> I want to thank Kooky Position. Kooky Position? Kooky Persona. <laughs> And, and we have wow. birth of a new pairing. Great. I want to thank Kooky Persona for womaning the phone lines, as always, and keeping us uh, keeping us on track. Big shout-out again goes out to Nika Kayanian and Juxtaposition. I'm Escalia. Keep listening. <laughs>
Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. This episode was produced by Juxtaposition and Escalia Riumasa. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Captain Failboat, Zurian Yurexen, Azura Giacho, Bianca Forwin, Kalina Ashsaber, Thor Carson, My Waifu, Satori Komeji, Darbykins, Sakura-chan, Dark Flux, Null Packet, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at Facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com.